Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Marketplace of America, now known as the Niche Podcast Game Shows, I suppose. I'm your host, Jordan Haas. Josh Eldridge will be joining me to talk about Let's Make a Deal in just a bit. But first, some quick uh, news. Uh, Game Show Marathon went without a hitch. They raised over 7500 bucks. Congratulations to Rich and Bob and Christian for, for raising all that money for Child's Play. Great work. Um, now we got to move on to the news and reviews. Uh, Family Feud, Pyramid, and To Tell the Truth premiered on Sunday. Lots of fun to watch. Uh, now, tonight is a big game show night. It's Wednesday. It's big game tonight. So at 8 o'clock, uh, Deal or No Deal is on CNBC. New episode. But also competing on ABC is the all-new Press Your Luck, and I have a review of that at the end of the show. But after Press Your Luck at 9 o'clock, it's Card Sharks. Remember hashtag Jordan for Card Sharks? Now it's hashtag Jordan for Crystal Maze. And next it's just probably going to be hashtag Jordan for McDonald's commercials, I guess. Um Oh, well, and at 10 o'clock, match game with Alec Baldwin. That's great. So now let's get to our first review of the day. I just saw the all-new Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader on Nickelodeon. And I... Look, there's already an episode up on YouTube. You can watch it right now. And it's a very cute game show. Let me just quickly tell you the rules. <clears throat> It's the same set of the fifth grade, and and it's still five fifth graders. Now it's John Cena, not Jeff Foxworthy. Uh, Each contestant picks one fifth grader. That fifth grader is theirs for the duration of a grade. So there is one first grade question, one second grade question, two third grade questions, and two fourth grade questions. For every question that they get right, they go up a money ladder. 250 500 1000 2500 5000 and 10000 dollars. They don't drop out like in the old version. If they get a question wrong, uh they simply just don't get that money and they continue playing the game. There's no consequence of losing anything in this game. At the end of all six questions, uh the final fifth grader uh becomes their last partner and they get to go through the fifth grade f- uh final exam. In the fifth grade final exam, there's five questions at 60 seconds. Uh, Times two, times three, times four, times five, times ten. We explained this a few weeks ago. So, for instance, if you had $10,000, the next question would be $20,000, then $30,000, then $40,000, then $50,000. If you get all five questions right, $100,000 because 10 times 10 is $100,000. There is one final cheat, which is in the final exam, is you can hit basically pass. If you hit pass, the fifth grader gets to answer that question on your behalf, and then when the time elapses, the fifth grader basically tells you what they say is the answer, and you can choose to either go with it or go with your own. Play like a classic fifth grader question, which I enjoy. So there is still the peak, there's still the copy, the save is no longer in play, there's no dropout, and it's a much faster show, and it's still with uh, basic fifth grade questions, which I do enjoy. Now, the uh, Appeal of fifth grader, I always thought was you throw a whole lot of money on easy questions. So if, if something is based on the hunch of what you think was the river that George Washington crossed and you had $300,000, that made for a very uh, thrilling show. But for, for this show, it basically is just a quick maybe minute and then we move on to the next question. 
That is how you feel about trivia questions is up to you. The $100,000 is still a lot of money for a cable game show. Uh, and John Cena is still a fantastic host. I think John Cena is a much better host than Jeff Foxworthy when it comes to fifth grader. As for the format, it really depends. Personally, I am in favor of seeing every question. So this is the one format where I get to see all 11 questions, which uh, if you've ever seen the syndicated version, had 11 questions. If you ever see the fifth grade version, uh, the classic money tree version, also 11 questions. So this is very fascinating to me. I only wonder how many fifth grade questions they can ask when it comes to the speed round. But other than that, I'm okay with it. Um, the, the only thing is I, I like it better than child support. Uh, and it's still big money on easy questions, but it's a fun show. It's only half an hour versus an hour-long spectacle, and it still has some silly moments, which I do enjoy, as that's the mostly the, the intelligent part of the show, is getting to know the kids and getting to know the contestants, and, and, that's, and that's the appeal of Fifth Grader. Uh, if I had to give it a letter grade... I would give it a C plus. It's the best of the fifth graders, in my opinion, but it's not one I will go out of my way to see unless it just is on my television and there's nothing else on. I like this. I think they should pair it with Double Dare. It'll make a fantastic summer series. So please uh, do check out Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader and tell me what you think. In 1882, a man by the name of Frank R. Stockton wrote a short story called The Lady or the Tiger, a story where a king would have unconventional methods of exposing justice, one of which was a public ordeal where a person was accused of a crime but had to choose between one of two doors. Behind one door was a female suitor, a perfect match for the guy, but behind the other was a lion that is hungry and ready to maul them. No, this episode is not about the dating game, nor is it for Boyard. But I can figure out where you're coming from. It's rather a game show called Let's Make a Deal. When they workshopped the original game, it was based off this short story. Only instead of death or women as reward, it was a refrigerator or a rubber chicken. It was played in clubs as free entertainment in exchange for getting playtests going for when they could pitch this audience participation game. What would become a pilot would grow into a 13-week series. They would become one of the longest-running game shows ever created. Let's hope tonight's episode is not a zonk and turn the table! With me on the line is funny person from the internet and and longtime game show friend of oh, mine. Don't don't don't, don't over. It's it's you're funny and you are a game show friend of mine though, Josh. <laughs> Josh Eldridge, everybody. <laughs> well, that's that was a that was an auspicious uh, beginning there. <laughs> uh, it's but but thank you thank you for having me even though I've already wrecked things. Right oh no no I I you didn't show up. <laughs> busted through the walls like the kool-aid man you didn't you didn't like just suddenly you you know what you're not a zonk that's the way you look at it. you're not a zonk 
I don't know. I've I've got I've got a whole bunch of Tinder messages that have been unanswered that kind of prove otherwise. Well, in in this, well, you'll always be a swipe right to me. Oh well, thank you. I'm I'm glad somebody does. Uh, so, in case you can't figure out what we're talking with words like zonk, uh, <laughs> we are talking about let's make a deal. A heavy hitting. This is a heavy hitting episode. The let's make a deal. Uh, where do you want to begin with this one? <laughs> the origins, the rules, like, holy cow. Well, I guess just kind of a, a basic history of the show would be a good start. Because cause I, uh, I remember reading, you know, the old man Goodson used to say that, that you couldn't build a game show around elements of pure chance. And, and in a way, he was right, but... And in 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 kind of a fashion I'll get into later, he wasn't because <laughs> you've got. Uh, I mean, because the basic idea is: would you be better off taking the sure thing versus, uh, you know, versus the the, the mystery unknown. option could be better than what the sure thing is? Yeah. Here, here's the basic. Usually, we do like the format first. So here, oh, here yeah. here's the quick, easy format. Uh, person, we're just gonna say the host for right now. Gives yes. a, gets a person and makes a decision. You can have this envelope, this box, this curtain, this uh, this box of chocolates, uh, this wallet, or this let's reveal what is already behind any of these things. Or here's some money, just like here's five hundred bucks, here's a thousand bucks. You can take it or the enveloper, or you can trade it, give it back to me for this other thing, this other envelope, this other curtain, this other bag, this other. <laughs> And and whichever one you don't take, we'll do some other stuff with it, or I'll just show you right off the bat. And and the, the idea is supposed to be the pressure of it, and it, there's variations on it. We'll definitely get into the mini games later, and, but and that's basic. But that's basically what's considered a deal. Yes, is 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 one arbitrary decision necessarily better than another arbitrary? So decision? here is a here's an envelope. I will tell you right now, there's at least one hundred dollars in this envelope. You can take this, or you can go for curtain number two. Ooh, what do you want to do? Let's let's go for the curtain. You sure? Okay. Well, I'm gonna. Well, before we get to that, let me see what's in the envelope here. This is fifteen hundred dollars. Oh no! Yeah, so but but you know what? Before we get to current two, because there could always be a bad prize called a zonk, a prize you don't want because you don't win anything, even though you, it's always a ridiculous prize that people actually do kind of want. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, nowadays uh, it used to be like a giant baby stroller or an elephant. Like they were trying to go for old school prices, right? <laughs> With the elephant. Oh yeah. Or, uh, oh. Donkey. Yeah. So before we get zonked, you know what? I will take five hundred bucks and hand it to you just to call it off the deal. You don't want it. 500 bucks. You can take the 500 bucks or you can go back with curtain two. What do you want? 500 bucks. All right. Here's 500 bucks. Let's see what you did behind number two. It's a trip to Hawaii. I don't know anybody there anyway, so I'm better off. He did it. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> and then imagine rinse repeat with different variations, such as yeah. a little cookie jar game or roll the dice, whatever you roll in the die, I'll multiply by a certain amount. And then whoever has the highest amount of money gets to play on to the big deal of the day. The big deal of the day is supposed to be, and I'm trying to put this in emphasis, supposed to be the biggest <laughs> prize in the episode. Supposed to be. Supposed to be, as in like, we could give away a car in the front game, but the big deal of the day is supposed to be the biggest thing to give up. The big deal, uh, the big deal is, you know, we gave away a $20,000 car, but the big deal is... 18000 <laughs> 
18 grand. <laughs> so Josh, you got a $20,000 car. You can take that or go for the big deal worth yeah, 18 grand. That's, that, that, that's, you know, it's like, hey, you want all this stuff. Do you want to trade it all away for... No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Because typically that's the idea. It's supposed to be. They, so then... If they say no, they go to the next person in line with the most amount of money. Okay, well, you have $5,000 in cash pure. Do you want to take the 5000 or do you want to buy one of the big doors in the big deal of the day? And then at that point, somebody, eventually somebody says... Because eventually yeah, we're going down to, all right, well, so-and-so took 1000 bucks. 1000 bucks. You can take it or you can go for the... You don't get zonked hey, in this game. Hey, Susan, you ended up with a busted-up shopping cart. Trade that away for the... Yeah, like it's eventually, like eventually going to the zonks, and so in the big deal, it plays in it's one of two versions, I guess. We can we can at least go with that. Oh in, yeah, yeah. In the in the Monty Hall era, Monty Hall, uh, the the Billy Bush, uh, the the. Uh, I was trying to think because there was also the um yeah. So we had Billy Bush, we had Monty Hall. Bob Hilton, Bob yeah, Hilton yeah. from the from the Disney MGM Studios version. Yes, yes. And then, uh, then we have uh, the the uh, Billy Bush. Then we had uh, the then now they well unless you want to count Mark DiCarlo for big deal, which we'll count for just a quick second, yes. I guess. It's just uh, and and then that's you get two people to play. The top hmm. earner gets cho- first choice of one to three, and then. The second place person gets to choose between the remaining two. And then we reveal all the doors. Yes. With usually the final one being the big deal of the day. And it's usually something that's almost like a Price is Right showcase level of good prize. Like, oh, well, you won this trip. You won $5,000 and a new car. And, uh, you know, and, and I think there was something. No, no, I'm, I'm confusing it for, a, uh, for another thing. Because, like, Wayne Brady... A lot of times they'll do something like um, everything um, in the yeah. big deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything you've seen in the uh, you know in the previous deal. But that's that. that no, that was they've done. They've done that on Let's Make It. They've done that on. But what they do with the uh, on the Monty Hall era when they tried that was they just got a duplicate. Oh yeah, they just got a duplicate instead of just an easy. Here's a monitor that says and everything in the big deal. <laughs> Uh, and on the Wayne Bray version, instead of having two people, it's one. Which actually, I I, I hate to be the like the big like angry person about this. I kind of like it with one person more than two, actually, because it gives that person more of a spotlight. Like it's their moment in the sun to pick the the door. It's their moment of truth. It's and it's door one, door two, door three. That's where you hear the the famous slogan "What's behind door number two or "What's behind door number three comes from the show. Uh, <laughs> And in similar fashion to Monty Hall's version, it's, well, you pick door one. Let's see door three. Oh, that's a barbecue grill. You're a vegan, so you're not going to want that. All right. So well, you pick door, door one or door two. Let's see what's behind door number two. Oh, no, it's, uh, it's, it's an Alaskan vacation and $5,000 in cash. Oh, that's $11,000. Ouch. But, you know, then it's kind of like uh, Wayne's off oft-used uh, uh, expression. It's n- it's not the big deal, but it's a great deal. It's not a... It, and there's no zongs, which I think I love, because it means there's no real yeah. risk. There's no... Everything's good in this game. And then you'll see, uh, well, yeah. let's see what's in door one. Oh, it's a nice sofa and television set. Well, that's lovely. What's on the monitor, though? Everything in the big deal, that includes the grill, that includes the trip, and the money. 
$22,411. I was trying to think there was... <sighs> nuts. You can keep you can keep looking. We're just going through basic format of that. So it basically okay. is a series of these envelope or box, box or curtain, curtain or curtain, a uh, curtain or big box, big box or little box, little box or little box, or various games where it's if you can reach this amount, you win the car, but if you don't, you lose. Or if you know which of these three pricing items is below a dollar or above a dollar, or in the case with the new with, with Wayne Brady, which of these movies came out in 1994? Or, oh yeah, I, I figure like we should probably, that should be after the pricing game spotlight, is I should just go through every let's make a deal game out there. <laughs> every, every mini game uh, deal format on there. Because uh, we would be spending a whole hour just on like... Oh, yeah. Everything. So uh, let's see here. Just just to not, just to get some quick. So we'll get some quick of the the mini game formats of Wayne Brady's edition because that's the current version currently on. Before or after the Price is Right, check your local listings for dates and times. Uh, <laughs> it's so. So for instance, uh, one popular game is called Car Pong, where uh, yeah. they get to play a little game for time, and then they have a decision to make. They got fifteen seconds outright. And they can give up their fifteen hundred bucks at a frame of one hundred dollars per second to get a full thirty seconds to balance ping pong balls into cups. Some it, of them will have money, some but one in the dead center is a car. And if they get the ball in the car, they win the car. But don't let that hesitate you. You can also get more money in this. And even then, it has to stay in the cup. Bounce have, out. Still we, you have seen that happen, right? Where the ball just bounced right, and everyone's like, "No, yes, that is... yes, there, yes." And it, it, it is it is painful to watch as it is to experience. Then there is a go for a spin where they just spin the giant wheel, like whatever it lands on, that's what you win. Some of them are zonks, some of them are car, some have big money in them. But there's also that little mini game beforehand where if you you know depending on how well you do at it. You can turn some of the zonks into car spaces to help your odds out, which is great. Then you have oh, yeah. a lottery game where it's uh, you have to scratch like three numbers, and if you find two Waynes, you get a car. You find two, uh, you find two Tiffany's, Tiffany coin. You get like a big sum of money. You get uh, two Jonathan Magnums. It's yeah. like and then $2. two cars. It's two cars. It's two cars. Wayne. Tiffany and Jonathan, because Jonathan's always a comical amount of money, like ninety six bucks. Exactly. Yeah. The the and and it always cuts to him looking very not 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 angry, but disappointed. Disappointed, and I think that's something to bring up in terms of the presentation element of of the versions. That's <laughs> definitely going to be in the second part of this presentation that we have. Oh. Uh, so, and then there's my favorite game is uh, Go Big or Go Home. Which is basically yeah. a board game. They roll a die, and then they get to go mount that many spaces, and they have to make a decision. Uh, stop with the prize they just won, or keep rolling and accumulating more money or prizes. But every space, every prize that they collect, it get it gets turned into a go-home space. Yes. Uh, the other one I like is, uh, the, the, is strike. I think it's called Strike a Match, which is basically just, here's everything in reverse, please memorize yeah. the pattern. Yes, you get like 10 seconds and they flip the board back around and then you have to try and match prizes. Well, I'm thinking I would ace that because all I have to do is just memorize where the zonks are and then just... And then but just then like, again, you to kind of flip them around in your mind too and that, that may be a, that, that extra step in that short of a time 
may prove a little challenging. It is. Because one is actually six and the <laughs> And I and I can't even I can't even remember to show up to work wearing pants. Okay, no, so let me we, we can up and try that again. Well, <laughs> Josh, I'm, I'm going to scratch off Mental Samurai for one of those shows for you to appear uh, on. Then. Uh, no, I mean I'm I'm lucky. I, I mean most of the time I remember to wear pants, but there's been some days when I'm like it's, I feel like I've forgotten something. It's you know khaki short weather. That's all. No, uh, I was going to say it has been for the couple of days, but it is turned as cold as December today for some odd reason. So, what climate change is real? What? Unbelievable! No, in in April, that's that almost feels like that's there's something something driving that. I don't know. No, it's Chinese invention. That's all. All right. Uh, so. <laughs> So the, the the game is fun because there's various mini games mixed with these various deals, and it, it has a white. And even though it is basically A or B or C, or A B, and it's just reveals and prizes, there's a fun experience to go along with it. Now, there's kind of a carnival atmosphere. Yes. Now that now to explain the basic format of the game, like for uh, the other famous part of the game, this is because we have to include the format is the quickie deal. Yes. Uh, quickie yes, the- deals are an infamous part of uh, the original Let's Make a Deal broadcast where the host, Monty Hall, would ask people, like, if you have an orange, I will give you a hundred bucks. I'll give you I'll give you five hundred dollars for a hard boiled egg. And you're like, who the hell brings a hard boiled egg to a TV studio? <laughs> like, well, I mean, it saves saves on the prize budget that way. And, and sure enough, someone has a hard boiled egg and then you're like, what? Well, dead to rights. <laughs> There's 500 bucks, I guess. Uh, so uh, I originally, you- that was played during the end credits, where it was just, you know, we're, we're running out of time. We did the big deal. Who has this at the end credits roll? For Wayne Bray's yeah. version, it's it's played as the final segment before going to the credits. In which case, sometimes they'll have, like, maybe two or three good minutes of it. Sometimes it's just like, hey, I'll give you $500, and then it just cuts to the next cuts the production logo <laughs> it does it's always fun to see like to, and they change it now it's no longer just here is like monty hall or in case in the early seasons here's just wayne brady now it's everyone's on board so here's jonathan mangum here is tiffany yeah. coin jumping in they'll and, like jump around and, and and of course they always have to mention well you know if you if you followed us on twitter or instagram you would have known to bring a hairpin with you and it's you better follow let's make a deal cbs gotta get that social media engagement we gotta follow it uh although my favorite social media aspect is zonk life you can actually like meet all the zonky characters because that's now a new thing is now meet the zonks like almost like it's their own whammy so there's zonky the donkey zertle the turtle and wasn't there a zebra at one point? There is a, there's a, I think there's a zebra. Jeez. Uh, the, 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 let me go off the top of my head. I just remember the la- latest one is the zonkaroo. Like a kangaroo, but he, but, but his pouch is full of crap. Yeah, well, it, no, it's a boxing kangaroo inside a uh, boxing ring. And then you just see him get punched in the face. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I thought he just had, Hey, here's, here's a, here's a flat tire. Congratulations. And then there's all the fake cars. Like, there's one that looks like an arcade called a Carcade. Oh, and Zonko the Gorilla. There you go. Oh, yes, that's who I was trying to think. Yeah. Yes, there you go. Then there's a lot of people 
Zonkaroo the Kangaroo. Hey, that's that was 2013. So hey, Evelyn at Magical Inn, uh, you should get some royalty checks right now <laughs> from what's a good deal. People want Zerky the Turkey too. Uh, but but yeah, yes, the, the the modern Let's Make a Deal is on the air right now, and I will before we get to even like more of it. Just I recommend watching it because this is a fun, fun, fun show. They really play up to to Wayne Brady's strengths and, as far as like, and and just be it just in general. And uh, Jonathan uh, Mangum does a really good job as a support role in all the improv it, it, stuff. It's a great, great show. Um, so now that we explain the basic format of hey, five hundred bucks or the curtain, five hundred bucks or the box, a thousand bucks or this, thousand bucks or an envelope. We gotta get to the presentation here, and we have to straight. We have to go straight to the very beginning. Yep. Nineteen. 19... <laughs> uh, go ahead. No, you go first. Oh no, no, because I was gonna. It was. I think the pilot was uh, what nineteen sixty. 1960... Nineteen sixty three was the first episode air. Oh, okay. Now, in the original version of of Let's Make a Deal. The contestants were not wearing costumes. That became an iconic element that would come with the show. Is this big costume party, which I I think it sells the show. It's a big, elaborate, funny costume party, which is in the later versions. But when it started in the biggest, and I believe it's did it start in the Tropicana? The uh, no, no. The the last se- I think the last season of the show was in Las Vegas. First season I think was just in just uh NB like NBC studio. Or NBC Studios, Burbank, 1963-68. Okay. So it was a bunch of people just like in regular old suits, like suits and ties and nice gowns. And then it's just Wayne Brady. Uh, no, sorry. It's uh, Monty Hall. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. he wasn't even born yet, probably. <laughs> Monty Hall. And th- th- the difference between Monty Hall and Wayne Brady is if Wayne Brady is going to be, it's a, it's a big fun party in a fun costume party. Monty Hall plays it up like he is a used car salesman. He just wants to, he's chatting you up and he's basically doing this human element nature of trying to he's, convince you. He's, he's chatting you up while shaking you down. He is like, that's it. And that's like, it's, I'm not gonna say grifter. Cause I think that term is now used primarily for a lot of other like horrible people these days. Democrats. Yes. Sorry <laughs> about your facts and feelings. Snowflakes. Uh, <laughs> facts. So, uh, the, <laughs> wait, that's a different guy. Uh, anyway, no, it, it's, it's kind of like he will, tr- he's basically like a, a, he's just talking you up so much oh, and, and it, it's and a hustle. He's a hustle. He's a hustler guy. He's just, cause if Wayne Brady's uh, presentation is thousand bucks, thousand bucks for turn two, what do you want to do? I take turn two. Okay. What about $1,200? What about $1,200? <laughs> Monty Hall's is. Well, this is a great deal for you, Josh. Josh, you're welcome here. I'm, you look really nice today. Fantastic looking person right here. Josh, you look fantastic. I know you will really want what's behind curtain number one. Curtain number one right there where Carol Merrill is standing by. Carol Merrill, say hello to everyone. Carol Merrill is standing behind a great price behind curtain one, and that's yours. You can have your curtain one. It's a very fantastic price. I know you would love it. Or you can have what's in my hand right now, which is a roll of bills. There's $100 on the outside. Can't tell you what's on the inside. Oh, and uh, and of course, sometimes it was uh, it was like they they have just a giant billboard immediately behind the curtain. It's like twenty five dollars of cremets pasta. <laughs> oh no, that my favorite is always like. Well, before you go, before John, you know, you didn't get the right deal here. You can trade for what's my curtain number three, and 
You know what? We have a special hint with you. Don't. <laughs> we have a great prize, don't we, Jay Stewart? <laughs> Why, yes, we do, Monty. It's fun. It's fifty bucks in Eskimo pies. Eskimo pies, <laughs> the ice cream treat that can't be beat. Smooth, creamy, delicious. <laughs> well, those Eskimo pies are yours, and whatever's behind it. Don't know if that's a clue or not. <laughs> I don't think it ever really was a clue, unless it was in... turtle wax. Turtle wax typically was a clue. Yeah. Turtle wax, Subi honey, and uh, uh, usually when it's something with uh, food, also something with grain, like if it was Quaker oats, because that was your. Yeah. But that was usually a sign it was a zonk because you know animals eat oats, <laughs> so so do goats, and that's why we have a goat right back there. <laughs> and of course, it would play the familiar zonk tune that womp 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 womp. Sad, the, the sad muted trumpet. The sad trumpet that everyone loves, and Carol Merrill, an iconic game show model. Like I like if they're if we're all going to talk about the game show hosts, you know, we're we're going hosting wise. We, we need to at least address some of the models, like like Carol Merrill, Vanna White, uh, Susan Shafford, uh, uh, Summer Bar- Bartholomew. But that's just because I'm a big sale of the century. Oh, yeah. And then the history of, like, when there was male models on these shows, not just lady models. And I was trying to think, because really, Sale of the Century was... Well, it was the early time. Uh, before Price is Right with James and oh. Devin. And... But that was the earliest show that I personally remember seeing uh, male, male models on it. And I was like, that's weird, but okay, we'll run with it. I just remember watching that from, like, British Price is Right, so I was like, it never faced me. <laughs> uh, but let's make a deal. Definite does not have male models, unfortunately. But it has Carol Merrill and it has Tiffany Coin yes. in the modern day uh, Carol Merrill role. And uh, w- w- as far as with Monty Hall, because we're still stuck in the in the sixties, seventies era, he was trying his best to ba- basically it is the temptation to try and sell you out of the thing that makes it work. Like if he because oh, yeah. he knows where everything is. And he had a specific term for that. He called it the Henry James treatment because he was literally, it was literally him turning the screw on. <laughs> so Curtin, so if he knows Curtin 2 has a car behind it. Oh, yeah. It would be like, Curtin 2 is yours right now, but the box is right over here. I can't tell you which is behind one or the other, but I will tell you that one of these has four wheels in them. And then you're thinking, it, oh my god, one's a car, one's a car, one, or it could be, it could be a bicycle. It could be a bicycle, though. It could be a Surrey bike, and those are those are those are unusual. You don't see those out on the road all that all that often. It could be a tricycle and a unicycle. I just said four wheels. <laughs> it it could just be, you know, it could just be four wheels of cheese you don't know that you just you just roll the dice and take your chances so which one do you want the box or curtain two and then the person's like already freaking out looking at the audience which i love because audience participation everyone's thinking they know (laughs) everybody's yelling and of course the entire time monty is standing off to the sides like you know we've got to try and you know I mean, you, you, you know, you've got $500 right there. You could very easily go with that. I'll tell you what, $500 is good and all, but uh, I think $750 would be even better. And so he's just cranking it up. Like, the oh, more I, money... I'm sorry, I miss, uh, you, you misheard what I said. I said $1,000. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. He always did. That was just... Uh, and, and, 
or or the infamous or it's always famous with the couples because it's always when there's a vacation it's i got five hundred dollars six hundred dollars mrs meredith seven hundred dollars eight hundred dollars okay no 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 this is at one thousand dollars oh geez i don't know if i want to take the i think i'll still go the current you're giving up twelve hundred dollars are you sure matter of fact and that's that he he <laughs> because there was a because there was an article uh just after the the whole big controversy over the math problem that bared its bared his name and he was like look if you can get me to offer you five thousand dollars take the money and go home because you're not gonna hear that much from me so yeah, like, and he's the fun part is always when the contestants know what's going on, so they oh, just yeah. skip ahead of the procedures, and they're just like, uh, "I would like Kern too, but I mean," and then you hear him say five hundred bucks, uh, fifteen hundred dollars. Oh, okay, fifteen hundred bucks done. We'll give you fifteen hundred dollars then. Like, uh, like nobody ever, because because these are people that that have not, you know, this is probably the first time they've ever been on television, especially in the nineteen seventies. So they're pretty much out of their element. So you've got everybody yelling at you. This is potentially maybe not life changing, but it definitely could make your year or at least the next couple of years. And they're dressed so, like grapes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're, they have you, purple balloons glued to like a suit. And and, you know, you know how that started, right? Uh, the uh, wasn't the was it a banana was the first one? No, no the very first one. The, uh, it, it, the very first time, it was uh, a woman had worn a really unusual hat in the audience uh, or on the trading floor. And Monty was like, you know what? That's a really interesting hat. Hey, you and I should make a deal sometime. And so everybody started wearing really unusual hats. And then one person came in with a sign saying, hey, Monty, pick me. And, of course, Monty did. And then everybody had signs. And so it just be- kind of became a ridiculous arms race. Of what is the mo- what what one thing could you dress up as that would be that would for sure get Monty's attention? And that's always the appeal of the game because now what you see is you know there's the back half which is just people in regular clothes, and then the front yeah. half the deal floor, and it's just people in ridiculous costumes. They're dressed like clowns. <laughs> They're dressed as uh, uh, comic book characters. They're dressed as a fruit. It's like a Halloween party every day, like a Halloween costume party every day. If you love Halloween, let's make a deal. It should be your game show of choice. Oh yeah, if you're if you're a big if you're heavily into cosplay, you know they let you maybe, on. Like maybe. like they they will have to cover up like the Superman S or the Batman logo, but and I think they've actually had to do that a couple of times on the at least on the Wayne Brady version. They had to cover up the Mario M a few times too. Yes. Because so many and, Mario's links. Uh. So let me ask you this. If you went on Let's Make a Deal, what would you dress up as? That's a great question. I would see originally I would just say like, well, I have a Nightwing costume that just because I already have one at stake. Um, I think what I would be trying to do is I would try to dress up like Jonathan Mangum. <laughs> like just that would be that would be I think that would actually work. And just have like a big like clownish curly perm hair and the suit, and then I just have a giant zonk on my shirt, <laughs> and all I have to do is uh, just w- keep saying like, "Oh, this deal's valued at three thousand four hundred dollars." 
Because that's the way this, Jonathan Mangum does his presentation. Because because the way everyone because every announcer on the show has their own presentation. Why is their own their own their they, I mean because their own distinctions, their own inflections. Jay Stewart stuff. is his dignifies when he sells jewelry. It's like nice fourteen carat elegant diamond crusted. Total value <laughs> of this deal five thousand four hundred twenty two dollars nineteen cents. <laughs> For your driving pleasure, the 1974 uh, Pontiac Grand Am with windows that roll up as well as down. With tax and license, total value of this deal, $3,525.19. Well, what not? Now, you sure you're not getting, you're you're not thinking the treasure hunt, are you? Because Johnny J always include. The cents. Sometimes they did that. In the original, for like first early seasons was with cents. Then they rounded up to the nearest dollar. Right, right. Uh, and then uh, the, and then as we go on with like the '80s edition with the, with Bob Hilton, he did in 1990. <laughs> now, now they now bef- before that, uh, yeah. before the the Bob Hilton edition, they had the I guess was it taped in Canada the 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 all new Let's Make a Deal the all new Let's Make a Deal, which I will say is as much Let's Make a Deal as it can ever get besides Wayne Brady edition. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because that was you could you could tell that like the like the like the producers of the Wayne Brady version must have been really big fans of, of the all new Let's Make It because there were doors there it was doors not really curtains even though they were so called curtains the boxes were but, colorful the big box was present at all times and. <laughs> And of course, they added that door number four gimmick as well, which you know they, which one could assume was served as a direct inspiration for go for a spin. Yes, the the big wheel, uh, and in that version, it was a randomizer in the audience that yeah. game. Uh, if you said number thirty two, you get to play. Oh yeah, because because uh, not only did everybody have name tags, but they were numbered name tags as well. So it gave a bit of fairness, like a randomization to that as well. You didn't have to just be uh, a, a silly suit. Uh, exactly. Like even if, even if it, even if you know, you just, you just, you, you wore jeans and a t-shirt. You, you put no effort into to the <laughs> show. You can be. And like, was it was the only let's make a deal the one that started the the big deal the the super deal aspect too? No, no, the super deal was in the 1970s. Okay, because 1970s run. Because I always assumed I always associated with an all new run. Right, right. Okay, so just a quick note of what is Super Deal. So in the event you did Big Deal of the Day, because in this time it was still two people, so one, two, or three. Someone picked two, someone picked three, and it was door three. Uh, whoever had the Big Deal of the Day had a decision to make. They can keep their Big Deal of the Day or go on with one final deal and have a one in three shot of not only winning their Big Deal. But having a big cash sum, I believe it was ten thousand dollars. No, it, it was it was twenty. Well, at least the episodes I remember seeing was twenty twenty thousand dollars, and then consolation of one thousand and two thousand. Yes, and and of course this was nineteen seventies money, so twenty thousand dollars was a pretty serious amount of scratch back then. Now, in modern day, it would be like a hundred thousand dollars, or yeah, it'd be like yeah, a thirteen six figure amount. Oh yeah, easy. But, but it was. Whoa! I mean, they did bring it back. They do bring back the Super Deal on occasion, which I like because it it makes it immediate. Like if it's a special week of shows, here comes Super Deal. Exactly, and and plus they they like the original the like the original Super Deal version. The prop was kind of the the, the prop they used for it was just 
just a flat with doors uh, with with little drop down doors that that Carol would hit a button and it would just drop it, the the. It was it was low tech, very low tech. Yeah, if you had blinds in your home, you could easily replicate this by just pulling up on them. <laughs> like, I mean, the only thing was, this, and she just had to pull it down a little bit, and you just went. Oh, that was two thousand dollars. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> and and yeah. if you were very lucky, yeah, you would get like a whole lot of stuff, and that's happened a few times. And yes, people do have meltdowns on the show because it's. Oh. Uh, and with Super Deal on Wayne Bray version, it's like a weird, it's like a, a circle that's on stage. Like in the stage, there's three envelopes a ruby, I mean, sapphire, and oh, what's the blue? It's probably an emerald. Oh, yeah, ruby, sapphire, and yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I mean, red, blue, and green, but with a kind of a, a stylized effect to it. So it's all shiny, sparkly, and yeah. it's, I think it is uh, 50,000, and then the other two are still 1,000, 2,000. Yeah. They haven't kept. They haven't changed that at all. Oh no, no. I mean, because you know, because a thousand dollars. That's 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 definitely consolation money. That's that's like you know what? It's it's not din- It's more than dinner out on on us. But at the same time, it's 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 a fraction of what might have. Oh wait, uh, I forgot to say one of my other favorite. Uh, let's make a deal games too. Which one was that? Uh, panic button. Oh yes. All right. Yeah. So, so I gotta just quickly say what Panic Button was because I I like I like I said there could be a whole like pricing game segment afterwards. Or just let's make a deal games. Panic Button is also one of my favorites because essentially it reminds me of Distractions in game where there's three curtains and in each curtain there is a prize and it's a good prize like here's a, a HD television, here's a trip, and then here's like a car or something like. I, it just suddenly clicked on clicked to me because I was thinking about something entirely different, like the one where it's the the the, the two traders kind of facing off against each other. Oh, There's that's a big... uh, the, I'll explain that one in a bit too. I know what that one's called too. Uh, so so with panic button, uh, basically there's six buttons, three of which are empty, and then three of which correspond one with each curtain. So if you push the one button, knocks out curtain one, three knocks out three, and you have to push three buttons. Whatever is left after three buttons is yours to keep. Or you can go back and open a, a 50-50 shot at opening up all the curtains and getting a cash prize or losing everything. And a nice A-B decision. And I like that. Because there's that bit... Because it rhymes with distraction. It's that you push the button and then, oop, the curtain goes down. You lost it. Well, now, mind you, with distraction, I think it was... Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't so much that the curtain dropped. It's that the prize exploded? Yeah, so they put in, on distraction in one of their in games was they have dynamite. They had explosions on each of the five prizes, and four of which were like good prizes, and then one was like a good joke prize, like a watermelon or a can of beans or uh, yeah, like a like a, 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 a cafeteria size bees. Yeah, definitely it was. So it was for every question you get right, you you're obviously safe. But for everyone you get wrong, you have to push the panel bar on this reaction. This one, there's no trip. There's no trivia. Let's make a deal. <laughs> there's well, I mean, sort of. Now that I think about it, there is kind of like time capsule and oh yeah, yeah. Nowadays, but but like the Monty Hall, no, no. There were there were pricing games, but that was about it. Alrighty, let's see here. So yeah, the game you're talking about was the head to head game. Yes, uh, that was that was called head to head for a car. That's right. So one, so in head to head for a car, one one quote unquote trader 
because everyone is not contestants, they're called traitors, gets mm-hmm. curtain one, and then someone else gets curtain two. Uh, usually, it's this at the discretion of the person got picked first. You get to choose which curtain you want. And then Wayne Bray tells him behind each of those curtains, there is a car. But I'm not what? telling you if it's a good car or a bad car, like a you know a clunker car, a junk car, the Flintstones mobile. Who cares? Um, so I want to buy out one of your curtains, and I'll start it out at one thousand dollars. If you push the button, you get the thousand bucks. The other one gets the car. Okay, two thousand dollars, three thousand. And it and it and it's one of the really directly competitive games on that because because most of the time it's it's. You know, Wayne is representing the house versus, you know, versus the player or the trader in this case. Yeah. But in this case, you're you're trying to balance out. Do I want to try and, and do I want to try and hold out for some more money or, you know, is it going to be, you know, but by waiting longer, it's going to be more tempting for the other person to hit the button as well. And it plays up the classic. I bet five hundred dollars. I man six hundred dollars. <laughs> I'll, I it, mean, eight hundred dollars, a thousand bucks, eleven hundred bucks. It's the turning of the screw, and it'll just keep going. And it, sometimes it goes to a point of like it's five figures now, ten thousand dollars. Has it gone to five? It figures? has. Re- it has reached five figures last season, and that was the highest it's ever been. Damn. And Wayne was even be- like, "I never even gave up this much money before." And it was like the, and it was unfortunately the wrong choice because the person gave up an actual car. They gave up the actual. No, wait, no, no, wait, no, never mind. I got it wrong. That was the last episode I saw today when someone gave up the oh. money and was the wrong car. The one actually made a right deal. It was a Zonk car. And it, and then for the second contestant, it was, well, you're you're stuck into the other car. And it was a Zonk car as well. Oh, dear. And then they're like, wait, wait, wait. There's something in the car. It's $20,000. Damn. <laughs> Which what? is always like a great part of Let's Make a Deal is just when you think you know how the game works, they always incorporate something screwy. In you. It's it's the double bluff. It, it's it's and and there's there's a temptation to draw a comparison between Let's Make a Deal and say like Treasure Hunt, but Treasure Hunt the entire the entire point of the show was dragging the contestant through seven shades of hell before finally springing the actual prize on them because you know because you would say. You know, Oh man, Treasure Hunt is my favorite game show. Like one of my my favorite luck based game show has to be Treasure Hunt because there is that that skit element. It's Jeff Edwards gets to play an actor in this role. Oh. Well, you you gave up a thousand bucks. I'm so sorry, and you're only gonna walk away with a rubber chicken. Oh well, I'm so sorry. It's a rubber chicken, and then suddenly you hear like a car run, vroom 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 vroom. Wait, that's not what a rubber chicken sounds like. <laughs> that sounds like the engine in your brand new cartoon cell. Here it is, a cartoon cell as well of a chicken. <laughs> like the, the 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 one the one I remember Treasure Hunt was like, hey, uh, how'd you uh, how would you like something with uh, with a wheel to? Would you? <gasps> And it and it turns out to be a, a unicycle. It's like, well, tell you what, how would you like to trade that for something with uh, with more wheels, you know? And then it turns out to be a bicycle. And then finally, it gets up to the point where it's like, tell you what, uh, we'll let you trade that for four tires. And then you had four four members, four crew members, literally run out on you know, skip out on stage, 
holding like ma- uh, maypole ribbons and just tying her up, tying up the contestant with it. <laughs> like, well, four tires is what you got. And then Jeff says, well, we wanted you to be able to keep yourself together when we show you the brand new Rolls Royce that you just won. And she just literally collapsed right and it was a Rolls Royce. Like if this was like a $50,000 car, like a really expensive car. For 1970, yeah, fifty thousand in nineteen seventy four dollars. The price budget was blown, and this was, oh, yeah. uh, and this was Chuck Berry. This was Chucky Baby. This was Conventions of a Dangerous Mind guy's game show. He, he took it and from the fifties and modernized it to just be this great meltdown game show. Versus, oh, yeah. let's make a deal, which I'm not going to say is 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 bad in that regard because with Wayne Brady, he's a terrific actor he's a great improviser so what you're getting oh, is treasure hunt style skits but improvised but it, yeah it's that treasure hunt style bluff double bluff triple bluff and and but, then he does skits where it's what's behind the curtain so he'll do a he'll do a song he'll sing about what's behind the curtain you gotta if, depend- make sure to lotion up because you're gonna see some rays because you're gonna be packing for a few days i heard and then Lotion and raise in days, and pack, <laughs> and then it's or or he, once it's like a dating game ripoff kind of thing where they ask questions. Another is like a Doctor Phil ripoff. Yes, and those that that's always pretty good. I I do enjoy that because because that in that with the Doctor Phil thing, it's usually a couple, and it's they it's it's kind of like one one person gets a question and writes down like their personal answer to it and the other person has to try and match that answer to 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 get money with which they usually end up trying to trade with or and keep it i mean that's oh, the fun yeah. part is now you win the money so that leads me into big deal real quick in the 90s cuz the 80s was fun we had let's make a deal we had we'll get to bob hill in just a bit 90, they had a very short run on Fox called Big Deal. It was there an attempt. There, it was an attempt at a prime time. It was the worst. I would say before I found out Trashed exist, the worst game show. I saw one episode of it, and I was okay with it, but it seemed like it seemed like they 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 were trying too hard. It's like the 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 they were trying. Now there to... was the element of they actually had to trade stuff. They had because because yeah. like in the original pilots, they were trying to do trading clunky stuff for good items. Like that was the idea intention is you have a bad item, I will take it and trade you for a good item. As a matter of fact, in the the original pilot for for let's make a deal, there was one segment where uh where it was a like a busted up wagon, like Conestoga wagon. At, that was as a as a zonk, and basically the the uh, Monty was saying something like, "Well, tell you what, uh, you know, you can trade that wagon away for something else." And so the contestant ended up trading it away, and it's like, "Well, I, I have to be fair with you. We we have a gentleman here who is he he curates a." a, a old west museum and he was perfectly willing to buy that wagon from you and how much money would you have paid for that and the dude stands up and says oh about 1200 bucks which 1960s money yeah so and 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 i think that one that bit was was pretty good because she had like a she had like a scrub brush she started out with a scrub brush and ended up with 
a fur coat, traded the fur coat for the Conestoga wagon, and then traded the the Conestoga wagon away, and she ended up with her uh, scrub brush again. <laughs> that's that's a depressing. So imagine that whole car game. You know, you trade your car in. Now imagine for big deal, it's well, we'll give you a new car if you can just beat the shit out of the car you have right now, and if it's considered totaled by an insurance agent, you will get a new car. Otherwise, you're fucked. <laughs> and it was if it wasn't that it was hey family we'll send you all out to disney world if you can th- break all the windows in your home throw the baseballs into the helmet and they smash all the windows you would otherwise uh-oh i see i i the episode i watched i think the most uh, the most ridiculous thing was they they strapped up a person to be like a, a, a human claw machine. Yes, like they, they were. That, they repeated that a few times. Oh, okay. Yeah, that okay. one is that. They the, then they had like in the first one, we'll shave people's heads for a thousand bucks. It's like all the typical awful traits that come with like the edgy part of game shows that just like it no was, one wants this. Why do you keep doing this? Nothing aspirational it was, occurs. It was trying to be. It was trying to be like like edgy comedy for primetime fox television and and it was yeah, hosted it, by mark de carlo mark de carlo the big sale the century guy and host of studs <laughs> and host of studs, yeah <laughs> but sale the century is where we're knowing most from yeah. in studs <laughs> uh but but i would say when it came to him being the monty hall character like the i will trade you for this door or i'll trade you for this curtain he played it he played it very very well like he was actually i would say as good as monty hall back in the day it's just he got all of this horse shit elements involved like hey everyone we're doing a campaign thing call your friends and if you get the most people in studio in the next hour you'll get a thousand dollars and it was and it's 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 kind of a it's kind of a recurring theme where where good where Good hosts get saddled with some absolute dog formats. Now, if I mean, you just I've... gave him classic let's make a deal, you just gave the Carlo, like, here's a roll of bills, here's a wallet, here's... It would have been great. He would have been perfect. Dude could have... Dude could, dude had the chops for it. But it's like... It's like Jim Peck, where, you know, it... You know, he may, he had... He had one hit with the the big showdown, but then he also pretty much had to to deal with shows like Hot Seat and uh, uh, Three's a Crowd. Oh, it's unfortunate. Now we got to go it, back slightly to the Bob Hilton era of slightly before that. So after Monty Hall, because every because ageism exists in even in game shows, uh, Bob Hilton had his version. So they ended the show in eighty one, I think eighty one. Let me double check here. Well, yeah, I think it was right in the no, early '80s. I, Let's make a deal, because yeah. apparently oh, no one wanted decision-based game shows until Press Your Luck returned. <laughs> just, uh, so let me see. Let's make a deal. I have to really do real quick. Just I don't normally do this on the on the podcast. Usually it's always off the top of my head, but I, I have to for the sake of just just to be not getting angry letters at Jordan Haas at gmail dot com. Uh, okay, eighty-one. Yep, eighty-one. Oh, okay. Bob Hilton okay. edition, nineteen ninety, and it wasn't so much. I, I think Monty was just generally trying to to to. There, there's a thing where you get known for something that 
you know that you, you kind of like some some performers feel like they kind of get pigeonholed for it yeah you're typecasted Mon- too yeah You'll, yeah so if you're monty hall you're the game show maven you've created game like split second he hosted the revival of split second which he did. Uh, Monty Hall has always had this brain for 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 game shows. Like he's a weird format freak, like me. Like he just knows. And uh, and he is a, a heck of a businessman too. I mean he. I mean I, I mean after all he made a he made managed to make a successful show out of the idea of do you want the box or do you want the curtain? Is it true that he also was the one that coined the term Jeopardy for the format? What's the question with Mer Griffin? Uh, because I always thought, I thought that was hearsay, but I always like to say that was true, just because I think that makes it funny. I've, I was going to say, I've never... I, that that one's a new one on me, because I always thought that... Uh, I mean, those, the stories that I've always... Was that it was it was an NBC executive who said, you know, this show just doesn't have enough Jeopardies in it. Yeah, could it have been Monty Hall? Because that was also an NBC show. Well, I was trying to think, because it was... I don't know. So... Uh-huh. We'll look it up. I'll probably... Oh. Let's say it is just... And if we're proven wrong, I will deeply apologize to my listening audience and be the one that's wrong. You don't have to agree. <laughs> I'm saving you the uh, embarrassment. So Monty Hall uh, had to replace uh, Bob Hilton but on Halfway. the 90s Let's Make a Deal. 1990-1991. Uh, this version was at Disney MGM in Orlando, Florida. That was when a whole bunch of a whole bunch of productions were because because around that time you had Thunder Paradise, WCW. I was gonna say Nickelodeon Studios had just opened up at like not too long, not too long ago or not too long after. It was around that time frame, and this was so. I this was how you make the weakest version of the show because this was the cheapest of budgets. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, and it's if if there's not much going for the if there's not much going for the for the actual game, and if there's not much going for the the the, the host, you you kind of have to come through with the prizes. Well, the big deal of the day is valued at five thousand six hundred dollars today, which is like okay, I've, but that's definitely not going to be a car. <laughs> like that's that's not even worth showing up to in a costume. Event. But, they, but this was at Disney MGM, so a lot of the people they got were also, like, just people from the park. Like, you would expect families to show up and bring a costume? I'm like, oh, oh, you, you wore a, a Mickey Mouse shirt and Mickey Mouse ears. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's certainly not something we've already seen 12 times today, but, uh... And the weird thing was, this was still NBC. This was still an NBC show. Uh, and then... completely bought it at that point. And then we'll get to, and then it got canceled, obviously, after 1991, because no one watched a weekly show with Boxer Curtain with not that many good prizes. Right. And then we got into a late night primetime version featuring one Billy Bush. Oh, yes. I remember that one. You know who Billy Bush is, right? If you don't remember who Billy Bush is, there's a nice video on the internet where he talks to a certain president of the United States. Uh, Oh, See, I was just going to say he used to be on Access Hollywood uh, or one of those entertainment news programs. Access Hollywood. See, Uh, see, this is, you got to keep in mind, 2016 was literally 50 years ago at this point. Because everything, the most, so many ridiculous things have happened since then that I have 
completely pushed that part out of my mind. Yeah, you know, his uncle is George H.W. Bush. Just throw that out there. Yeah, um, that too. So they did a primetime version of Let's Make a Deal. Now, this one was big-budgeted version of Let's Make a Deal. Because this was, I believe, if I'm mistaken, I believe this was 2003. This was right around the time of, of 21 Revival. Still in the post-9-11 years of game shows. Yeah. And yeah. it was, let's try our best to keep the costumes. And this was a big auditorium version of Let's Make a Deal. Let's keep the doors. Let's have a video monitor like it was on Bob Hilton's version, because that was the new thing, is now you can choose between the curtain, the box, the big, the big box, the curtain, or a video monitor. Or the video wall, yeah. Uh, and... So in this version, they try to do a mix of sort of big deal and like in sort of the classic let's make a deal. Yeah, and and of course uh, I was going to say uh and of course they also had the added bonus of Vance DeGeneres cuz he had just stopped doing the daily show I think at that point. He did. He just quit. Um and if he he's Ellen's older brother <laughs> living uh, in the <laughs> Vance is Ellen's older brother, so he's not a... I think right now he's doing stuff with Steve Carell, so he's, he's fine. Uh, oh. Ah! I, see, now, I will say that I did I did enjoy Vance, Vance's comedy, so I... And he did do a good job, because I remember with him, uh, with him involved in the Billy Bush thing was that... Uh, one of, the, one of the, the, the little trading scenarios was that Vance... Walked out on stage with a with a coat like fashioned out of like twenty dollar bills. So you could either take the coat full of twenty dollar bills, and then Vance would open up his coat, and he was wearing a pair of shorts made out of hundred dollar bills. So you kind of had to make a, a quick quick split second or quick guesstimate of which one was the more valuable. And uh, and enjoy that is that because that's kind of what should be a fun way of looking at it um then they did things like here's a nice trip they did a ripoff of don't forget your toothbrush of what's under my kilt yes uh which is basically your close your eyes and then you have to reach under and guess what's under the person's coat because and everything is like supposed to be phallic imagery like a banana or a hammer or uh, <laughs> it's it's funny because in the this is before the me too what? era so <laughs> hilarious um so, so, and and then so, when yeah, it came uh, to the big deal of the day they were usually around fifty thousand dollars like this is some real big prizes this was the hummer era of cars oh yeah yeah this was the, the they 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 did they did come through on the on the prize button and then of course after a few episodes uh it it, it was shit and people stopped watching it oh yeah well because the... <laughs> It's 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 the question of what do you do for an encore? Well, you see, what we can do is we can have like a used car and then smash that used car with a wrecking ball. And and as a matter of fact, that was that was they they made a they 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 promoted that as this was the contestant we've got here was on the original Let's Make a Deal with Monty Hall, and she got zonked with a with a with a wrecked car. So now we're going to wreck another car. Oh yeah, she yeah. It's like it's a new car, and then a giant wrecking ball out of nowhere just drops on top of. Um, and then they, they uh, then they they brought like Monty Holland just as like a bit character. Oh yeah, because he was he was the one handling deal, and it was just uh it was just. 
it it I, I don't want to say badly mismanaged, but I will say it was they they, they it, he could have been it, it could have been a better Version. there could have been a better moment for him. To be I used. believe, if I'm not mistaken, let me double check real quick here. Uh, who was the announcer on that shot? I don't know if it was just Van. Was it just Vance? I think it was Vance. I think he, he was just. He was he was kind of the combination. Uh, he yeah he. It was, he was Vance. Yeah, Dean. Dean was the one the, on B, and then because then there was the the guy from from Big Deal, and he kind of had that same voice. That well, it's uh wonderful is. And now we bring it on what? to Wayne Bray's era, the the new version. So stop me if you heard this one, but Drew Carey is the host of The Price Is Right, <laughs> and a lot of people have opinions about this. But as okay. a way to uh, basically increase the the amount of, of game shows versus soap operas, they added a new game show called Let's Make a Deal. They brought it back, and it was and, hosted and, by Wayne Brady at the Tropicana in, in, in Las Vegas. Uh, yeah, yeah, because, uh, yeah, you know, when deals, you think Vegas and gambling and Las Vegas Hilton was 1976 1977 all right there you go that was right it was Las Vegas Hilton and then Tropicana was only in 2009 2010 years mm-hmm. the very first it was just the first season because and I think... it wasn't with Tiffany it was with Allison yes Fiori and... um but it, and, and essentially this was a very low like imagine almost Disney MGM levels of budget on the show yeah where it was still 500 it was 500 bucks or at the box 500 bucks or the curtain and they were still trying to find their footing. And they had Jonathan Mangum as the announcer, and they had Wayne Brady as the host. And they couldn't figure out what to do. And it was just pre-selected music in the background. They had classic kind of zonk ideas, like here's a donkey. It was, it was. let's not get too... They, they, they were playing it kind of conservative on that first season because they... You don't want angry letters from Let's Make a Deal fans similar to Drew? <laughs> like... Oh, no, no, no. I think it was just more of a, hey, we don't know if we're actually going to get renewed. So let's, you know, let, you know, once once we get once we get people used to this version of the show being on, then we can probably stretch out a little bit. But we're not we haven't exactly got the re- ju- the renewal order. Uh, I haven't renewed this just yet. We can't afford uh, so we're just gonna just leave it for a time being. Is that okay? Like, uh, I could, but we we I don't know. We let's just let's just let's just give people uh, the the basic the, the basic rundown of the show. Then we'll then we'll experiment once once CBS says yeah let's let's go for five more seasons, which I totally understand from a business standpoint. <laughs> and uh. All right, and then uh, with the then when they moved over to Los Angeles, they kind of had to switch from place to place for a while. Uh, sometimes they had a much bigger set, sometimes they had a much smaller set, and it was apparently really tough for them to get contestants. Yeah, yeah, because uh, it wasn't some. I mean, because they they had they now now this I could be completely speaking out. Uh, uh, it's a hunch. You're playing your hunch. Yeah, yeah. I, I, for some reason, I'm wanting to think that there was that they basically had to supply costume. Uh, they, some- you're right. You're actually right about this. So what they did is, oh. as a way to make money on the show, similar to what they won Price is Right, 
Because on Price is Right, they can now, you can now like buy photos of yourself behind a fake like version of the Price is Right set. So they do that Real. too. And what they also have is the costume rentals right outside the door. So, you know, you got to get a costume to be on the show. So they have their own little costume rental company there. So I guess there's some way for you to actually buy your way into the show. What it's not mandatory. Of, what, I'm sorry. What 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 part of late stage capitalism are we in right now? Okay. <laughs> uh, quick, quick. Let's get Brian in. in. <laughs> That's a capitalism. <laughs> hey, you know, and for five hundred bucks, we'll tell you. You know, we'll tell you the cars behind curtain number two no they, may- not that bad uh <laughs> but no, i mean but but then again you're you know the the, the the deal the deal that you get called for doesn't even deal with the curtains if we can get like brian and brent i would get brian and brent on this show i want them to be on this show just have a nervous breakdown <laughs> <laughs> uh they're the host of street fight check it out oh, plugging them first. street fight uh, <laughs> and means tv in their famous uh video <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, they have costume rentals now on the, on the, you don't have to rent a costume. You can go as your own. You can just like get your costume, wear it in the car and then stop by. Uh, but, but now that it is in, in Sun, I think believe it's now at Rally Studios, if I'm not mistaken. It's in Rally, it used to be in Sunset Bronson, but now I think it's at Rally. And what they have done now is essentially made the show their own. Now it's a great improvised funny game show with with Wayne Brady, Jonathan Mangum gets to talk, uh, Tiffany Coyne gets to talk, Cat Gray is like an in-person music group, so now he plays music in tune to what's going on on the show. And it and it's a and it and it's also a throwback to the the original version when they had a live band there to to play music. And I was trying to think uh, uh Irvin Dittmar, I think. What's oh, the dude's right. name? Because I, I remember that because I remember seeing that name because he also played the organ for uh, Roger Ramjet. And it's it's ridiculous. I don't even know why I remember that because I'm apparently the only person that remembers seeing Roger Ramjet reruns on Cartoon Network, <laughs> which had also another game show connection because Roger Ramjet was voiced by Gary Owens. Whoa. Everything is connected, and I'm starting to realize there's like a whole connection in the game show world that we have not really es- established. So, hey, if you love cartoons, maybe get into the game show world too. <laughs> just this running there's- out there. I think all the uh, imagine your favorite uh, cartoon characters playing game shows. Imagine Goku on Body Language. Imagine uh, your, your, your the, the the Paw Patrol on Jeopardy. Have a fun time. Yeah, I think somebody already does that on YouTube. Oh, that's right. Uh, so, so, <laughs> <laughs> hey, not, not not shaking them. They're, if they love cartoons, they love game shows. So spread that love. That's all I gotta say. Uh, but, but, <laughs> and run with it, even if it doesn't make any sense to anybody. I mean, I've I've seen Lego Jeopardy. It doesn't make sense either. But hey, you made Jeopardy have Lego. Can't get angry. Um, so, wait, wait, wait. Are we talking Lego Jeopardy like Lego Star Wars? Oh, like they recreated the 1990s Jeopardy set with Lego blocks. Like, let's get the white, oh. like, let's get white blocks to spell out the J-E-O-P-A-R-D-Y. Let's see, that's, see, now I'm disappointed because I, I legitimately would have thought that I, I, I now if I'm we can get like a Lego minifig of Alex Trebek, <laughs> please. Yeah, like, like, 
Alex just r- r- wandering around the set. Like when you find the daily double, that's when you get the that's when you get the gold bricks. <laughs> the Mama Papa Bricolini song just starts playing in Final Jeopardy instead of the theme song. <laughs> answers must be answers must be constructed out of four by four blocks. <laughs> answers must be constructed in the form of a question. <laughs> Uh, so so with the Wayne Bray edition, they now have a budget. It's basically nearly the same as Price is Right in sense of how much they pretty much give away every day. Like, it, it, they have at least maybe 10 winners every episode. So like, it's like the easiest way to make money on this game, on the show. Like, if you're looking for, like, what's the easiest place to make money on a game show? I guess it's Let's Make a Deal. Because you just show up, dress up as, like, a slot machine or as as, as a fruit... And then Wayne Bray says, here's a thousand bucks or you can buy curtain two. <laughs> you can just keep the money. And another thing that I like about his oh. version of the show now with, with Monty Hall, because we, we will have to get to that big moment at the end with Monty Hall. He, he has this way of basically psyching people out when in terms of choosing uh, the deal, he's like, oh, I want to make a deal with you, Betty Cohen. <laughs> and he's like, just right this- next to him. And he's like, not even paying attention. Like what? How do you know my last name? With well, Wayne Bra- like, <laughs> with oh, Wayne yeah, Brady, right. yeah. it's uh, Psych Out also. But he has a catchphrase: "Who wants to make a deal?" Yes. And then when the contestant shows up, because this is Los Angeles, almost everyone here is like a waiter or like a tutor or a physical trainer or like a karate student or a musician or a waiter. And it's like, so what do you do? You sing? Can you sing for us? <laughs> Or can you dance for us? Or can you tell a joke for us? Like, so Wayne Bray at least is like giving the contestants like a few seconds of time to do their side gig because they're on television. Like, and that, and hey, any, 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 can't talk tonight. Uh, any sort of uh, any 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 footage you can add to your portfolio is is good footage indeed. And it's great positive atmosphere, and plus it's like. You're showing the world your talents. Like, even if this is like you're gonna get zonked in a few minutes, like, hey, Wayne Bray is at least celebrating. Like, hey, you're a very good dancer. You're a very good martial artist. Wow, I've never been able to do that. I've, I don't know how yoga works. I don't know how this works. <laughs> but it's 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 giving. It's trying to bring back the old magic of hey, you're on TV. You're in front of a nationwide audience. You know, this is your moment in the spotlight. And that's something that's not really done these days. Oh, no, no. I mean, first of all, TV is so ubiquitous that that it doesn't seem as it doesn't. It, it's not that the magic is gone. It's just that the magic is gone. <laughs> just say it. It's fine. Oh, oh OK. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 gone. It's evaporated. It's 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 a capitalism. It's a what is the safest route to go with? And Wayne Bray just having fun with contestants. Like, that's it. Like, this is a fun game with Wayne and Jonathan doing some improv bits and just just having fun with a crowd and, and suggestions. And if you're Jonathan Mangum, you have a cozy gig. You have a very fun job. And if you're Wayne, you get to do what you love doing, like, every night. Oh, yeah. And 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 like I said, the the, the I think the interplay between Jonathan and Wayne, I think, helps... I mean, it really, really helps. I mean, it, and it does it in a way that, that I think even gone beyond. Oh, what the like the exche- like the interchange between the 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 exchange between uh, Jay Stewart and Monty Hall. Oh, and let's not even get further into this then. 
Also, I think if I'm mis- if I'm not mistaken here, Tiffany is actually the first model to actually kind of have a personality and talk to contestants and the host oh, yeah. and yeah, actually she's... be like a person and not just a smiling face looking at like a treadmill. <laughs> just and it was because I mean. With Dylan and Odile, it was, you know, past of luck, oh dear, oh no, good luck. Until modern okay. dealer or where they at least have a personality. Oh yeah. and Price is and Right that, at the time was still trying to figure it out with Drew. And, they, and it was, so the models still barely talked. They still were just like, wave, good luck, have fun playing Plinko. And Tiffany's just sitting here just like, what's up, Wayne? Hey. <laughs> that there is even now a level of, of improv with Tiffany and Cat Gray. Oh, like there's a like, lot of improv going on. Like the like the newscast segments that they try to do with the deals. They are. And then what I like is then now like Tiffany and Cat can now take part in the deals. Because if everything if the basic part of let's make a deal is just like Kurt or envelope, like it's it's okay if it's Wayne Bray because it's, it's he's quote unquote the deal maker. He's going to make the deal. But then it's funny when it's like, here's here's Wayne with an envelope, but then John Domingo shows up like, but I have this box if you want it. <laughs> Actually, I think the box is going to be a lot better. You're- oh, oh, okay. And then here comes Tiffany with like, well, I, I know you like that, but I have a big box right here. <laughs> and you're like, oh, crap. There's three deals here. And now once we reveal one of them, it's like, okay, well, you can switch. And suddenly Cat Gray is like, not so fast, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> I I just got my paycheck right here. And it's, and it's, a, it's a check of cash. <laughs> it's cash money. You, you, you can... So you can have the big box. Your... You can have the check of money. <laughs> you can... <laughs> and, or my other favorite uh, thing is when they do a clue. Sometimes Wayne Bray would just jokingly just give a bad clue for it but it would be oh, some abstract he just repeats it over and over again so uh, and like the or they'll uh read from from you know diary like or their, their diaries or and it re- definitely holds up it is a feel-good game show and it's a, a bountiful fun game show where they give away like almost like fifty thousand dollars every day like it, if you think about like an oprah or a, a ellen the generous Hey, look under your seats. Everyone's getting this. You get a zonk. You, you get, get a, a zonk. zonk. You get a zonk. But in this, it's like, no, if you if you like, okay, a car, a trip, a this, a that, an $8,000 vacation, a $9,000 vacation, $5,000 jet ski. Like, it all adds up. It's like, okay, that's, that's a lot of money for the prizes. And it, it's it's a it's an enjoyable show, and then you get the let's make a deal vault at the big at the big deal of the day, or everything in the big deal psych out, or like all the psych outs nowadays are great. And it's and it's and and you still don't expect it when they do that. And I think that's the idea of the show is just when you think, okay, Jonathan Mangum's always behind the zonk. Jonathan Mangum's like, well, I am behind the zonk. You're right. But look what's in my pocket right here for you. It was keys to a brand new car. <laughs> and you're like, no. It's, it's, they, not only is it the turn in the screw, but they've turned it into an actual roller coaster. It is now a roller coaster. It is like a treasure hunt roller coaster of an exact. And it's enjoyable. And now, it, if you love quantum mechanics, and who doesn't love quantum mechanics? Who it's, doesn't it's, love it's, math? Who doesn't love game theory? 
Oh, yes, yes, the, the Monty Hall problem. So Monty Hall problem got its name because of this very game show, Mathematician Friends. And I, I remember the, the controversy about that show, when it, uh, about that question when it first came up. Okay, um, so, so here's the summary. There are three doors, just like on a Let's Make a Deal game. Behind two of them are zonks, or in this case, a donkey. And one of them is a brand new car. You get to choose between door one, door two, or door three, which has never been the case. That has never been a game yeah, on Let's Make have... a Deal ever. <laughs> but for sake of this, let's pretend it is. Door one, two, or yeah. three, two of them have donkeys, one of them has a car. You get to pick one. Then, pick a door. <laughs> then the host, in this case, Monty Hall, reveals one of the doors that he knows does not have a car in showing it's a donkey. Because no matter what, you're going to pick a donkey and make a decision. You can either keep your door or switch it for the other one that we have yet to reveal. For instance, one, two, or three. Uh, I pick door one. Well, door three has a donkey. Do you want to keep door one or go for door two? What? And then the question is, what's your probability rate if you stay? What's the probability rate if you switch? Is it is it is it to, is it better to switch than it is to stick with the original pick? Because and now that you know there's a donkey, your your gut's telling you fifty fifty because that's what they say on Deal or No Deal and all these other game shows. Because now you know the, it's one out of two. But at the same time, it's still. I mean, you're still looking at one out one out of three chance, and that was the. I think that that was a, where a lot of the the arguing uh, the arguments about the Monty Hall problem first came up because because. You had people assuming, well, one of the doors is out of the place, and now it's just a 50-50 shot, versus, well, no, you still made a one in three chance. You're just finding out that one of the chances didn't work. Yes. And 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 the and the craziest thing is they nine times out of ten, it works it works out better if you do switch, but and this is where it gets this is where it gets comp because this art the the during the controversy uh, a reporter from the New York Times actually went to Monty Hall's house and was like, hey, there's this math problem with your name on it. Care to discuss it? And Monty's like, yeah, come on in. So what he did was he he set up like three uh, he'd set up like three index cards as the doors and he'd put uh, some car keys behind one. And he'd put like a box of raisins and a, and a, a, a thing, a, a roll of lifesavers behind the other two doors as goats. And so they'd play through it a couple of times, and you know, once again, it 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 kind of bore bore it out. But Monty got to looking at the at the way the problem was written, and he got to thinking, "Hey, how about we uh, how about we we play it like let's do another run? I just want to try something out." The reporter's like, "Okay, um, I'll pick door number one." Monty's like, "Congratulations, you want to go?" And he just flips the cargo and. <laughs> Monty and the contestant was like, and the reporters says, you didn't give me the opportunity to switch. And Monty's like, I don't have to give you the opportunity to switch. This is my show. <laughs> <If> I... <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. And, and he's like, and you got to keep in mind, this is my prize budget that I'm having to keep an eye on. If I'm running over budget, you're not leaving this studio with anything other than a goat. <laughs> and back to where old man Goodson said that, you know, you can't make a game show out of, out of pure chance. But at the same time, this wasn't a game of pure chance. This was this was Monty Hall basically playing mind a games. game. Yeah, he was playing mind games. He was playing he was playing chicken. He was playing poker with the house's money. 
and, and he's the house. He literally is. The oh, yeah. <laughs> and like I said, and so he he starts. He's like, and and later on, and he and this is where he met. This is where I found out about him talking about the Henry, what he called the Henry James treatment. He's like, okay, we'll start another. We'll start another run, and this time I will offer you. So Contessa goes, all right, I'll take door number two. All right, so I'll show you door number one. Now you're uh, still on door number two, but door number three is also there. Would you like to switch? And he's like, uh, "No, I'll stick with what I what I have." All right, I'll give you five hundred dollars to switch. I'll stick with door number two. How about a thousand dollars to switch? Mm, no, I'm still gonna. I'm still. I'm. I'm still sticking with the with door number two. All right, my final offer: five thousand dollars to switch to door number three. No, I'm gonna stick with door number two. He's like, "Congratulations, you won the goat." <laughs> and yeah, it, it is basically once you know, because he he laid it out, he laid it out like this: that the more money, the more times he offered money, the more money he offered, the m- it 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 helped kind of cement in the contestant's mind that the car was behind his door, and so you know, and and it kind of it it led you know to that line I said earlier about Monty saying if you can get me to offer you $5000 not to switch you're better off taking the money and going home so it's that's just fun oh it, it is and that's the, the and that's part of the reason this show has a lot of cultural appeal and 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 I'll be honest with you Monty Hall I mean like I said I, he, he's he's somebody I I deeply admire and honestly if he was about if he was still with us and say they'd done an American version of the genius, I think he probably, if, if he didn't win, if he wouldn't have won the whole thing, I'd say he'd at least make it to the final two. I, I think you're putting, I, we, we talked about the genius before here with my friend Reese and they said, and, and I said, am I better as the host or the contestant in the show? Cause that's like the game for me <laughs> is the breaking of the games. Oh Yeah. And 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 Monty and like and like as as with the with the Monty Hall problem, he'll read the he he read the rules and he found the loophole. The loophole is you don't give him the swap. I don't have to give you the. Who, where if I you? know what's behind the damn thing, I'm not gonna give you shit. <laughs> <laughs> now what I could do is I can open up one and show it's a goat and then be like, I'll give you a thousand bucks to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Give you a thousand dollars not to. Uh, all right, I'll switch. It's a goat. <laughs> I mean, he was he was doing he was doing the three card money, yeah, you know, the the legal three card money with the contestant. So uh, it, it, <laughs> it, yeah, so it, so it stopped being a game of pure chance for me, especially with with especially during the Monty Hall version. Now, not now, do not take this as a knock against Wayne Brady. Think that with Wayne. I think not had now let me let me let me let me ask you this is Wayne listed as an executive producer on we, this version oh for let's make a deal let me see real quick I'm gonna double check like in credits I know however that one of the executive producers is Mike Richards <laughs> the host well, of divided you know. among other things uh, da, 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 uh no he is not see? he is not even listed as a producer what Okay, that has to be a mistake. Because <laughs> usually See, that, in, in today's world, Wayne Bray would be a producer. Oh yeah, yeah. But but the thing was, Wayne knows 
but I don't think he, but there's a difference between, there's a psychological difference between knowing the answers in advance and not having, not having that motivation of, hey, if somebody breaks the bank, I'm done for. You know, there's that, it's, it's like there's that, that psychological underpinning that says that I have to take an act that, that kind of gives it an act, gives Monty Hall a bit of an active role in the like like he almost becomes the the not so much the villain of the show but definitely the antagonist which i Whereas think that's what they wanted originally Jonathan to be cuz when there oh. was a zonk it wasn't Wayne going it's a zonk it's it's Wayne Brady going it's John Domingo going you've run it is it's a busted it's a it's it's a collection of broken pottery uh, <laughs> um so so usually at this part of the show we would usually say something like should this show be revived if so how but the show is still on the air yeah it it already has been revived and i think it i think it's honestly the best way that they could revive it i mean because a lot of it it's it's not it's not a one-man operation like how monty used to run it but at the same time it still has that um but now there's more pressure because now there's multiple people. So what you could do is yeah. Wayne could be the neutral party, and then you have Jonathan egging you into something, and then Tiffany egging you into something else. Well, I mean, but that but they literally do. That. I mean, that's how they construct some of their deals on that show. And and that adds and it's supposed to be this interpersonal conflict. And what I okay, so in the original version of Let's Make a Deal, because if we're going to go storytelling wise. It's Vegas. It's the hustle. It's nineteen. It's nice hallway. It's it's supposed to be a ceremony, pretty much. Oh yeah. It was supposed to look like a trading floor. Like it was supposed to look like an old school trading floor, straight from like New York or Los Angeles swap meet kind of thing. And as it These- progressed, it's went on into being this big happy costume party. Oh yeah. Uh, matter of fact, it's how for a number of years how Jay Stewart opened the show. These people, dressed as they are, come from all across America to make deals. And now that it's a costume party, it's such a happy, frantic, silly, chaotic game show that it's like, if you like Whose Line Is It Anyway, you would love this show. If you like Halloween, if you're one of these Halloween people I see all the time, I wish Halloween was here every day. This is great. If you want a nice, low-stakes, luck-based game show, this is it, because... If deal or no deal is one game stretched out for 44 minutes, his is just a oh, classic $5,000 or you can have a curtain. $1,000 or a curtain. This box or this box. The This curtain or this curtain. It's it's deal or no deal on a smaller scale. They have enough time to to play that play that out about but seven or you eight. Still, but now you get more personal reaction to these contestants because these are oh. like college students. And it's like, well... Three thousand bucks means a whole lot to these people. That they do they really want to give it up for what could be in that box. And and you really there's not really you can't have one person spending forty four minutes explaining the logic behind their random arbitrary choice. And this is really quick. And then when it comes to the big deal of the day, it's a five minute segment. Oh yeah. And it's just deal. Do you want door one, door two, or door three? And for the sake of this, let's assume that it's in behind door number two today. The contestant picks door one. We'll open up door three, and then you pick door one. It could be behind door two. You pick door one. We'll see what's behind door one. There's your tension moment, 
And then we reveal the prize. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's not the big deal, but it's a great deal. It's a video game package. It's an Xbox One, a PlayStation 4, a Nintendo Switch, and a 42-inch television. And two games for each console, total value, $4,000. I'd, I'd still be pretty happy with it. I'll be you'd honest be, with you. You'd be happy. Well, I mean, they do some really cool... I think, as much as I love the prices, rights, prices, whoever's behind the packaging in Let's Make a Deal... Yes. It's really smart. Like they have like mini home gyms or a music studio. So it's like a MacBook Pro, uh, Beats by Dre headphones, uh, uh, like, like one of those keyboards that you attach to a MacBook and, and, and software. And that's it. <laughs> of course, on the price is right. You know, it's two completely, you know, like a package will have a prize package on there will have like two completely disparate items. You know, it's a sauna. And it's ski equipment. It's ski equipment in the sauna. It's it's a it's a wonderful uh it's a wonderful washer dryer set and it's a uh, camping gear. <laughs> what? <laughs> camping gear. Like, I mean I'm not I'm not It's designer uh, luggage and a groceries for a year. It's it's round trip airfare for two to Las Vegas, Nevada. And then when you get home, enjoy your new carpet. You cut some carpet. <laughs> it's, that's what it is. Uh, Do they still e brick anymore? I, I think so. <laughs> I know they don't give away grandfather clocks, though. Oh, that's a shame. Because they, 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 whoever's behind the price department actually now has like a survey out where they like, what do you want to see? Like they actually go to like, what do you want to see? Like, what would you really want? So, so because it's it, because I'm going to assume this, I hate to say this, because millennials, you, you, you fucking millennials, you and your avocado toast and your dabbing Hans Undertale. <laughs> so for the sake of this, can someone draw the yodely guy doing like a dab or a Fortnite dance? Thank you. Uh, so you just, show, you just do a drawing of Hans throwing himself off the mountain after being asked to dab. <laughs> so so because of millennials a lot of the prizes are now experiences based so it's like a wine tasting adventure it's a food tour of new york it's uh you're it, going to paris for fashion week you're going to now, tokyo disneyland it's now this just may be just the fact that i'm almost 40 years old and and have no social life and can only afford enter the only entertainment you can afford is picking fights on the internet but uh seemed like the it seemed like the, the like like especially on the prizes right when they would give away like the unusual prizes that especially a do, uh, a nerd would appreciate like like i remember they they gave away they gave away arcade games and a couple of pinball games yes. on there they still do like uh, like I distinctly remember Pac Mania being one of the prizes. Uh, on and Pac Versus, don't forget Pac Versus. They gave away a Space Invaders 35th anniversary recently. I remember that. So, so I, I mean, like the arcade things, people still want. People still want arcades. They still want game rooms. Oh yeah, it's all te like it's it's usually it's tech uh, or it's an experience of some kind or it's really now desperate things like it's groceries for a year. Or Grubhub for a year, or like Uber for it, Uber rides for a year. Like it's really horrible services now. Like we are now in a service based as prizes thing. I'm looking forward to the day we're going to see like IV bags be offered up. Oh, you want an EpiPen? Well, you have to figure it out. 
It's it's <laughs> it's free healthcare for a year. <laughs> we will give you, you gold package. Ooh. You and the loved one will be tr- will be covered. Uh, let me try again. You it's... and the loved one will, you and the loved one will be treated to an exciting array of medical tests and diagnostic procedures. <laughs> that, find out for I, sure I get to check. I get to check this lymph node. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, but yeah, uh, let's make a deal. They are very smart with their prize packages. They're very cohesive. It's like video game, like every console, or it's it's like a home gym with a television. Because you know you're gonna be watching television while on the treadmill anyway, so you might as well put them two together. I mean, you got the television, you got the exercise. You can watch the television and hang your clothes on the exercise. Exactly, and then they'll give you like some yoga pants. Everyone wins. Uh, <laughs> Wear yoga pants. So, like me. So in conclusion, nobody wins. I have to wear yoga. So in conclusion, let's make a deal. Is a timeless game show. One that if you only have to update it, it really is just with new games and, and prizes. Uh, just rotate them around. Uh, other than that, you are have a good game. So get some dice, get some, get a deck of cards, and you have a new game in no time. And I like how they always rotate out some new games or new versions of deals and new psychouts. And and. They, once again, they put effort. If you put effort into it, you have a great show. And yes, sometimes there still is things like someone won a $25,000 car and the big deal is still worth 20000 I would still <laughs> suggest they switch that out so the big deal is still like the biggest thing you can win on the show. <laughs> but I have well, no problem with that. To be fair, though, in the 1970s version, they had a deal where they, they would do every now and then where like at the beginning of the show... They would give the the trader like a, a it looked like a like a two pound candy bar. Oh no, the box and, of chocolates, the box of chocolate yeah. deal. Yeah, and every now and then, Monty will come back to the come back to the contestant who's still holding on to it. And just before the big deal, he'll make one more deal with it. And by the by this time, the contestant's like, no, no, there there has to be something really good in it. And you know, Monty opens the back of the, the opens up the box, and there's like, you know, and there's there was a big deal, a good amount of money in there, like five thousand or seven thousand five hundred dollars. And I'm wanting to say, and and I think this was when they had celebrities on there as traders. Like one celebrity would be there the entire show to trade for somebody at home, and. And uh, yeah, and, and then the box of candy ended up having like ten thousand bucks in it. Oh yeah, they did that game show marathon thing too. But speaking of celebrities, oh, okay. yeah, I forgot I forgot about that one. Lance Bass dressed up like a banana. Um, There's a joke there, but I'm gonna leave that lie. Lil Bo Peep was dressed up by the host of Trading Spaces. Um, well, let's make a deal. I mean, that version was kind of like a cooler version, but that was like very blown up budget. I think I really just think like. Just having a regular ass car is all you need for the big deal. Like, oh yeah. Uh, other than that, no, the show is doing very well. Keep pairing it up with the prices, right? And if anything, my only suggestion is keep promoting. Let's make a deal. I'm not seeing that much of like a, a, a surplus of let's make a deal talk. I keep seeing price, 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 price. But I think let's oh, yeah. make a deal needs its and, time in the and, limelight. And I think with I think with let's make a deal, it's not reached that legacy status of being a show that people watch just because it's always been on like jeopardy wheel of fortune and price is right it's it's i it's already in its 10th year the wayne brady version's in its 10th year now i really need to pay attention more 
it's in its 10th year. It's 10 years of Wayne Bray, 10 years of D. That's their celebration is 10 years. So, like, for the most recent episodes, it's just been things like Bold and the Beautiful People going, Happy 10 years, let's make a deal. Or Stephen Colbert, Happy 10 years, uh, Orange Hand Drumpf. Uh, <laughs> so it's a great game show, and I do highly recommend you watch it because it, you will laugh. You will. Ha- oh. It'll have. It, it's one of those shows that has every reaction you can have. It has oh, yeah. suspense. It has comedy. It has singing and dancing. It's almost like a. It's almost like a Spanish game show. You know, like just breaking the song at any random point. And well, I was going to say, and you mentioned that. Of course, there have been a couple of Spanish language versions. Of Let's make a deal too. Trato Hecho. Yes, thank you. That's I was just about to say that. Uh, Trotto Hecho is is sort of like it has the budget of the Disney MGM version because it's like a seven thousand dollar big deal today. But but then again, it's Univision too, so it's it's they. You got to keep in mind that during that time, all of the all of the the game show money was going still going to Sabado Gigante. And that weird hooded man with the trumpet. Uh, Fuck uh, that hooded man in the trumpet on Sabado Gigante. <laughs> Uh, 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 oh, uh, Jacques, uh, the, the, the jackal is jackal. what I think. Yeah. He was like their version, uh, like the gong show, like, or when they, when they did the gong show on, uh, Sabado Gigante, if the dude was re- if the contestant was really stinking it up, the jack, uh, the jackal would come out and start playing the trumpet. I, I did. He's, he still creeps me out. I just want to play some pricing games. <laughs> Although I still like Francisco, I still think he he is up there with like Bruce Forsyth as like international <laughs> game show host that people just seem to enjoy. Oh yeah, uh, but uh, the Toronto Hatcho version was also very and it was played exactly the same. Lots of happy vibes, good things, money, money, money thrown at everywhere, and and people still yeah, people still had some money. Uh, let me just see real quick. Here. Oh yeah. Apparently, yeah, they still that aired in two th- from two from January tenth to December 9th, two thousand five. Just Hedgehog means year. done deal, by the way. Yeah, and, and uh, I think they had uh, they had some models called Los Trotto Chicos, the deal guys. And well, instead of calling it zonks, they call it Choscos or letdowns. Yes, yes, that's what that's what I was trying to. Uh, but then again, there's been, I mean, there's been international versions of Let's Make a Deal, too. I, I know for a fact that there's been Australian version, a, want to say a British version? Hey, let me tell but you, I, here, here's every country that has one. Are you ready? Australia was, had two versions. One on mm-hmm. the Nine Network, one on the Ten Network in 1990 with Vincerenti. Uh, Let's Make a Deal on the Nine Network was 6869-7677. Brazil had one. Canada had one. That's the one you were talking about. Uh, there's one in Egypt from 2013 to present, currently. In Egypt. Wow. France I'm had gonna... one in, from 1998 to 2004. Germany had uh, one from 1992 to 2003. Gefaf Gans, I think is the name of it. Yes. You know your German oh. stuff. Might as well go to Schlagdenbrock. <laughs> uh, uh, Greece has one currently on the air. Kanapanzare. <laughs> Uh, Hungary has one, but it's not present. India had one from well, it ended in 2013. Indonesia had one, and it, they call it Super Deal Indonesia. Huh? 
Uh, Israel has one. They're good at deal making. It is Italy had one from eighty five, eighty six. Lebanon had yeah. one two thousand two. Mexico had one, but they did not count the United States Trotto Head Show in this one. Right, right, because um, that was still, that was still for an American audience. Just, uh, just the. Uh, uh, Which I'll just say, the, maybe more Spanish game shows should be filmed in America. Just throwing it out there. It sounds a bit racist, but you know. Because <laughs> you got to keep in mind, uh, Sabado Gante for years taped in Miami. Exactly. Like, that's where I'm coming from in this. And, like, they got a big chunk of audience there, and they gave away cars and money and vacations. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, Poland had one. Uh, Portugal had one. Romania had one. Spain had had three versions of it in three different names. Fan really? Pacte, Trotto Hecho, and then Hey Trotto <laughs> in 2004. Turkey had one. Okay, United Kingdom had one. This is where you're thinking. Did they have one in the UK? Yes, they did. 1989 yeah. for ITV. It was called yeah. Trick or Treat. Yes, I do remember. Yeah, because I remember reading that on the, on the, the UK game show site. Trick or or treat because I mean, only because they were in costume, so it made like that's where they wanted to. Oh yeah, and and, and I was gonna say, and, and what a, uh, the only reason I remember the 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 name of the German version of, of Let's Make a Deal, Gef Off Guns, is that uh, they had like the, their their mascot for the uh, for for they had a mascot for the Zonk, and it was this little red stuffed fox, you know that you know that was like a little stuffed animal toy that would come with the zonks. Okay. United States. Here's every version in U.S. Let's make a deal. Monty Hall, 1963. We discussed that. Mm-hmm. Monty Hall, 1968 to 1976. Daytime in primetime, 69 to 71. Syndication mm-hmm. for three years, 71 to 77, 80 to 81, which was the all-new version. And then all-new Let's Make a Deal, 84 to 86. All of these hosted by Monty Hall. Then we go to Let's Make a Deal... 1990, 1991 with Bob Hilton. Then we go Big Deal, blah, with Mark DeCarlo in 1996. Uh, then we go to Let's Make a Deal, Billy Bush, NBC 2003. Finally, Let's Make a Deal, Wayne Brady, CBS 2009 to present. Then you have Trotto Head Show with Guillermo uh, Huesca on Univision from 2005 to 2005, which I believe they should just revive that version. And then Vietnam had one as well. Uh, it ended in 2012. Really? And of course, and here's the strangest thing: Vietnam has their version of the Price is Right. Yes, like me. and um, and 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 one, it's just it, it seems weird to watch that. And I've seen that. And and here's the crazy thing: they use all the old music that they that uh, that the America version doesn't use anymore. Yeah. Yep. That's that's it exactly, and believe it or not, and no, that's that's a discussion for another time. I'm sorry. No, there's, uh, a, there's a Facebook game that existed for a while. Yeah, um, I do remember. There was the Tiger Electronic game. I remember the, having that. The, uh, yeah, please input the numbers. And you that, can well, have this amount. Well, no, because it was a, it was, it was because they had like a big. I mean, it was a it was a tabletop unit that looked exactly like you know that was made to look like a, a, a like to have the three big doors on it, and there's like a couple extra drawers and and little hidden compartments to it that you use to play the game. And I'm wanting to say they actually Bonnie Hall uh, sound bites for. I like it. 
Anyway, oh, yeah. Anyway, Josh, well, did you know we've been talking for over an hour about Let's Make a Deal? Because this is a big monumental game show with a lot of stuff. And a lot of cultural cash. Uh, ca- uh, uh, yeah, it's important. It's an important game show. This is why I figured this needs to be at least almost two hours. But we are winding down. I think okay. we've talked about almost every cultural aspect of Let's Make a Deal. Uh, including excluding every pricing game aspect, like which one is this and which one matches that and which year is this. And, but and we do have a game to play as well. Okay, awesome. So, so Josh, you might not know this, but we have a lightning round. If you've if you, if you ever seen the icon to the podcast, it's me holding a question card. That's not for aesthetics. That's for the game that we're playing right now. Um, there's a lightning round of, 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 of the show. Because, Josh, there's five questions to answer, and for everyone that you get right in 60 seconds, 60 seconds answer all five of these, you'll get one free plug. You can plug anything you want. That means five possible free plugs. Well, now you kind of put me on the spot, because I don't really have anything to plug right now. Well, good. I Well, you can always just DM me or, or email me if you have something else uh, oh, okay. after this episode records. Um, but you want to play anyway? You don't have to. I mean, just for the, I mean, you, you, I mean, a dude like me does not turn down a, an opportunity to, well, hold on a minute. Let me get a little bit closer to my Wi-Fi router because I'm having signal issues right now. All right. Signaling issues. This is what happens when you call live via satellite. <laughs> All right. I, I mean, I can hear you just fine. I hope you can just hear oh, these questions. Well, I couldn't, well, my problem was I couldn't hear you. Oh, okay. So, because the, these are important questions, these is sixty oh, yeah. seconds on the clock. Are I'm you in? Ready. I'm in. All right. Let's put sixty seconds on the clock. What's Dang. a good way to spend ten bucks? Uh, for me, Taco Bell. Monty Hall or Wayne Brady? Oh, now you really are put in the spot. Qualified Monty Hall because it wasn't. Wayne Brady would not be. Big box or small box? Small box. Great things come in small packages. What's a better zonk? A donkey or a candy necklace? Donkey. What is the most overrated Let's Make a Deal costume? Oh, uh, clown. All right. <laughs> Done. You got five right. Oh, hooray. That's five plugs. It's almost like these were. It was almost like this, this, these were opinion questions. I don't know what you're talking about. This isn't the the fast money round. Totally oh, different. Damn. <laughs> anyway, Josh, you got five five plugs. You have nothing to plug. Uh, not, not yet. Anyway, I mean, I am trying once again. My workbench being a, a museum of the poorly planned and half finished uh let me get back to you on that if, so, uh, so you want me to before. just put the so you want me to put all five plugs on account like it's like it's like the price is like it's on it's wheel fortune in the 70s and eight, like just put it on the account and save it for later service well, merchandise well i was gonna say service merchandise is out of business so i can't really get uh can't can't really get the gift certificate for that uh, you just want me to store this. You don't want me to just do quick weird plugs like your Twitter or. Oh, okay. Uh, well, um, I guess given my, I, uh, uh, see now I'm even now I'm actually even more stumped than when you asked me those questions just then. Uh, uh, uh vote Bernie Sanders. Okay, Ber- um, Bernie. Bernie's gonna win. Bernie's gonna win. He is. 
if Bernie would have won, he's winning. He will win. Mm. Um, let's see. Uh, um, uh, Your local DSA chapter, I guess, if you want to follow that too. Local DSA chapter. Um, t- you know, take some time to just, just, just. You know what? Take five minutes for yourself uh, to where you just ignore everybody else, so that you can just enjoy the silence for a little. Because I don't think I don't think people get enough of that. Just just take some me time. All right. That's you see, that's so it's nice. a plug for me. Uh, so that's three. All right. Uh, let's see. You want your Twitter? Uh, Twitter is uh, at Big Dumb Babby. Uh, I don't really tweet all that much with it. Just retweet everybody else because. I have a hard time coming up with original opinions of my own. But good and, jokes, uh, you're very good jokes. You're very funny on Twitter. I I try to be. I I I as uh, but then again, I guess I guess I I guess my jokes. I don't think I'm personally funny, but I try to be. And if if you don't like the jokes now, um, you, you just just be patient with me. I'm I'm pretty sure I'll come up with something that's hilarious. All right, and and you have one left. Uh, if you can't think of one, I I could I could plug it on your behalf. Oh, okay. Uh, go right ahead. Uh, the some something awful forums because that's where we met. Yeah. Well, because I was thinking about saying, hey, uh, watch Richard Lotax Kayanka's gaming garbage. So, so, so something awful like well, that's where we met. I I was on the something awful yeah. forums. You were the one of the only few game show people there. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, I, I figured somebody, everybody is good. Everybody knows a little bit about something and something about everything. And I figure I would be the one who's like, hey, nobody asks for, for information on game shows, but let me, let me evangelize for it just a little bit for you. So, so big shout outs to the goons over at Something Awful, especially the TVIV. Uh, for, for all the countless years, you've you've brought love in my heart for game shows. Uh, bringing the genius basically to the internet, and yes. and basically just just being a great place to make friends. That I, I that we, we can't be thankful without you, uh, Richard Lotex Kayanka, and your weird irrelevant <laughs> comedy website. I I I love our dumb, stupid, dying. <laughs> uh, and also, big quick shout out to Bob Mackey too at Bob Zero because. <laughs> Talking Simpsons is a delightful podcast. I know it's not something awful related, but he has a writer for it, so I had to give him a shout out. But uh, and fart and like, there's a whole lot of goons. Now I think about it, a lot of something awful writers we know. John Hedren, the, the man who made Smash Mouth eaties. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, like uh, so like 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 for for instance, like Zach Parsons too. Now that I think about it, Zach Parsons. Hey Zach, come on my podcast. <laughs> I'm sure he would actually gladly do it, uh, but but it's something awful. Is just a great community of folks, and if it wasn't for that, I would have never met Josh, and we'd never have a lot of fun talking about game shows, especially this big deep dive about let's make a deal and the importance of curtain one, curtain two, curtain three, and then that transition from curtains to doors and the monumental impact it has in making it a much bigger stakes in game. Do you do you want the box or do you want the? Curtain? What if I gave you fifty bucks to stop? What about five hundred um, bucks? Well, I was gonna say no. I was I was gonna take the fifty because because uh, because I've got writ coming up. Well, that seems to be a thing too. Before we get before <laughs> we end it, I just realized that a lot of people take the money on the show. <laughs> What's that? A lot of people take the money on the show, and it's I know they don't want that. They want people to take the prizes because money is out of their budget, and the rest is you know you know 
it's just marketing from the companies. Oh yeah, but but I think another part of it is that uh, what you know, what exactly are you going to do with a home gym if you studio apartment? Uh, geez, that's good. I, you would sell it, I assume. Well, but then again, you're you're on the hook for the sales tax as well as counting it as income. At least that's been my understanding. And uh, I guess that's it. What like what else can we bring up for for the the let's make a deal? Uh, well, there was that, there was another thing that I remember that was, uh, uh you remember Garfield and Friends, right? Oh, uh, Push Button Win a Cookie? Yeah, well, not even Push Button Win a Cookie, but, uh, where, you know, they had those U.S. Acres segments. Yes. Where, yeah, well, Roy found the pot of gold at the end of the rain, or found, followed the end of the rainbow, found the leprechaun, and he's like, hey, here's your dirty sock. What do I want with the dirty sock? Well, you could take the dirty sock, or you could trade it for what uh, for what's behind door number one. And and the, the punchline of that joke was he trading. He keeps trading up and trading up and trading up till finally he entire state of Maryland, uh, the Klopman Diamond, a seventeen jewel half Nelson, and the Lorea tar pits, and he trades it one more time. And ends up back with the dirty sock. Oh, you know what? I just forgot one thing we can also bring up. Real quick, before we go, because even though we brought Monty Hall the entire time, we also bring up, I should bring up the other creator, Stefan Hados. Stefan Hados, yes. Yeah, uh, Masquerade Party, which I guess would make sense because costumes, costumes in this. Oh, yeah, uh, but co- uh, costumes is a panel game. Uh, your first impression, Chain Letter. Yeah. Uh, split Second was, I think it was the EP for a few of those episodes. Um and- and, and 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 here's the funny thing: Stu Bullett, uh, I, th- I think, was a co-creator of Split Second, and of course, he's also the uh, uh, one of the uh, half of the names uh, at the end of the People's Court. Do do do. So everything's connected. That's what we're trying to come at here. Is oh yeah, is is it's, everything's it's connected. Like- but for ephemeral daytime television. So that's gonna do it, <laughs> Josh. Thanks again for stopping by. Hey, thanks for tolerating me and my crappy internet. Thank you so much, Josh, for stopping by. I had a lot of fun. Uh, actually, speaking of which, about Let's Make a Deal, uh, the new season of Let's Make a Deal is filming right now, as of this day of recording, which is June 11th. So if you could, please come on out here uh, and go see a taping of Let's Make a Deal. I'm amazed how much money and cash and prices they give away every episode. Uh, so, so fun fact uh, about the, this this costume party game show. In the carny days uh, of medicine shows, you know, where the carnies w- would con suspecting marks, uh, they would do these things where they would ask if they had any various items in their pockets. Uh, and in exchange for having them, they would win a small prize. A station manager in Canada thought it would make a good game on radio and hired Monty Hall to host it uh, called The Auctioneer. Also, Zonk is in the dictionary. Uh, It means to hit or strike or to lose consciousness, such as you right now if you've been listening to this entire episode and fell asleep midway through. Please donate to my Patreon today, patreon.com slash jordanhaas. Now it's time for the 110-part series exploring every pricing game on The Price is Right. This is the Pricing Game Spotlight.
Switcheroo! Premiere date, October 22nd, 1976. Tape number 2085D. Uh, finale with Bob Barker, May 21st, 2007, 4001K. Premiere date in Drew Carey's era, February 1st, 2008, 4185K. Play on the turntable. This game, it's called Switcheroo because the game comes from the fact that the contestant can switch the numbers around on his or her second turn. Here's how the game works. The prices for five prizes, a car, and four small prizes are shown on the board, with the tens digit missing from each of the five prizes. The contestant is presented with number blocks showing the five missing digits, each of which is different. The contestant is asked to fill in the missing digits with the blocks. They are given only 30 seconds time to ensure the game proceeds quickly. Once they have finished or time has expired, the contestant is told how many digits they have correctly placed, but not which ones are the correct ones. If all five prizes are correct, the contestant has played the game perfectly and wins all five prizes, and this includes the car. Although this is rare, the first perfect gameplay did not occur until 1985 on the syndicated nighttime version. Otherwise, the contestant has the option of quitting and taking whatever prizes have the correct prices showed or make a switcheroo and try to correct any mistakes within one final 30 second time limit. The contestant is then told how many prices are correct. After deciding to stay with the initial placement of the blocks or after making that final switcheroo, the correct prices will be revealed, and the contestant wins those prizes. If the car price is correct, the car will always be revealed last for adding excitement. As you know, I always like to amplify the drama on a pricing game. Switcheroo has that implemented with the final prize being always the car. It is impossible for a contestant to win exactly four of the prizes, as any four prizes being correctly tagged will necessitate the fifth block being in the correct price. For this reason, the display that shows the number of correct prices cannot light up the number four. History. On September 8th, 1986, season 15 premiere, the game board was revamped to accommodate five-digit cars. Until May 20th, 1991, there was no 30-second timer when the contestant was given an attempt to put out all the blocks in place. On April 14th, for no apparent reason, the clock started at 45 seconds instead of 30 to the contestant. Uh... On October 2nd, 2003, the game had its first instance of a handicapped contestant playing the game. Uh, in Bob Barker's beauty, Clyde Jordan helped place the blocks for the contestant. November 11th, a 99-year-old contestant played, uh, named James played the game after being called up on stage. It was played without time limit because the game got broken. May 25th, and the font of the price descriptions changed from Swiss to Dom Casual. I know you fans out there really care about these fonts. On uh, May 21st, 2008, the Million Dollar Spectacular was the Million Dollar Game. To win a million dollars in this game, you have to get all five prizes correct in the first attempt. On one episode in the early 90s, contestant lost the car, but when the price was revealed, it was discovered the numbers and the price of the car were not set up the right way, as the fourth digit in the car was accidentally switched with the third digit, does make it impossible for the car to be won on that discovery. Bob awarded the contestant a car. Beginning December 31st, 2012, the spaces for the missing numbers were lit in light blue. So that was during Drew Carey's era, 6161K. Switcheroo has had nine perfect twins. All five prizes won. The most recent happened on April 18th, 2007, 3953K. October 16th, 2014, during Dream Car Week, a Maserati worth 109,430 was offered, but was not won. Uh, uh, anyway... 
Uh, also on October 16, 2014, the prop was slightly updated and a dollar sign on the price of the card was changed from white to red, and the upper blue strips on the sides of the game board were painted white. On November 7, 2016, contestant Lula Chan had only one prize correct after the first round decided to play on, still had one prize. The prize she placed correctly was the car. Here's some trivia. <clears throat> For some unapparent reason, Drew would just give the contestant Fall a second chance right then and there, no matter how many right, without even asking him herself if she wants it or not. However, he would implicitly imply that the contestant can choose to bail out. An exemption was once in season 37, when Drew offered the bailout directly. He eventually went back to asking contestants whether they wanted to switch or stay. From September 13th, 1993 until June 1st, 2010, after a card was described, the host tells the contestant there are other prizes he or she could win, then the small prizes were announced, and the prop was revealed afterwards. Since October 5th, 2010, the prop was revealed first. Switcheroo uses the losing horns only when the contestant wins no prizes on a second try. Although winnings of small prizes are still technically considered a loss. This game and race game have some similarities. They are both timed pricing games. You don't have to win all the prizes. It will tell you how much time is left on the clock. It will tell you how much you have right, but not necessarily which ones. After playing the element next to each place, you don't get the number within a range of numbers. This game cannot use any four items plus a car. The missing numbers have to be different. Most number of times this game was played in any season was 31. And Switcheroo has elements of clock game and temptation. The think music has changed over the years. There have been three different pieces of music that have been used in the history of Switcheroo. First was a vaudeville-style song reminiscent of the one used for the race game. In the 85 syndicated version, at least one daytime playing in January 6th, a remix of the theme from Celebrity Charades was used. Remember Celebrity Charades? Maybe only two of you. The current cue is entitled The Head Clown. and has been in use since March 23rd. 1992, 8361D. In addition, its final measures are heard when switching prices in Switch. I like Switch. I like Switcheroo as well. I think, though, I think for modern, I think we should do two two digits, two three digits, and a five digit prize. I just think we need to go into three digits now or have a four, three, two, and then one configuration. So something something to give it something different. It's all the last digit, maybe. But you know what? The tins is, is definitely a new thing, and I do enjoy the fact that they're all different. Maybe you could just keep it the same. But if I had to make changes, definitely just change the clock and definitely change the reveal score. Other than that, it's really a nice-looking game, and I like the, the switcheroo part of it. When they have to switch numbers and the audience starts screaming which ones should be switched or not, because it makes it a very fascinating, dramatic reveal when it gets to the end. Um, I, I think there's a lot of photos of like weird items on the Prices Right Wiki about this. I, I like Switcheroo. It's a great card game. Barely one, but I like the deduction reasoning of if you get like four right, if you get like three right, well, you got three of these five, so you can stop or keep playing. And that's only one swap to get to five. Next time. On the pricing game spotlight, we're going to go golfing with the classic game Hole in One or Two.
From Television City in Hollywood, it's time to press your luck. Or, or in this case, review, press your luck. I only have like five minutes left here, so this is going to have to take some time. But I'll take a deep breath. Whew, here we go. So if you've never seen Press Your Luck in the 80s before, here's how it works. Uh, I will say it's in four acts. In It's in two halves. In, in, the, in act one, it's a question round. Uh, if There's three contestants, and if you buzz in and give a correct answer, you get three spins. It is given multiple choice, and the other two can go for one spin. After four questions, we go into act two, the big board. This is where Press Your Luck gets its thing. You get to see a flashing light on this board that keeps rotating with cash and money mounts and whammies. If it's cash or prizes, the money accumulates into your score. But be careful. If you hit the whammy, it acts like a bankrupt on Wheel of Fortune. You lose everything up to that point in the game, and you have to start all over. But in this game, hitting four whammies means the game ends for you and you're out. The whammy is this little cartoonish villain. We'll have a whole dissection for this. Then, whoever has the most in round one gets the advantage of going last in round two. Whoever has the most money at the end of round two gets to keep all the cash and prizes. Fair enough. That is the 80s game. Press Your Luck 2019 is the 80s game with an over-the-top final round. Okay, so let's go through this. Elizabeth Banks is a fantastic host. I think she has this charisma and this personality that actually... I, I know a lot of people are probably going to get a little divisive here. She reminds me actually a bit of Peter Tamarkin in her hosting. And I don't think it's because of the quips that she's saying. It's her reactions, her smiles, and trying to make everyone at ease when it's necessary. It is an hour-long game show, though. Press Your Luck originally was half hour. They stretched it out to another full to another half hour, making it a full by including this million-dollar bonus game. In the first half is the classic... Press your luck. Four questions, buzz in for three, multiple choice for one. Then you play the big board with big bucks of $3,000, $4,000, or $5,000. Then we rinse repeat for round two with another four questions, but this time around it's $6,000, $8,000, and $10,000 in a spin. The whammies in this game, some are classic throwbacks like a beatboxing whammy or my favorite, the roller skate whammy going, look out, look out! But what I also love is now they have more pop cultural whammies. Like they did one for The Bachelor. They did one for Oprah. And I busted out laughing watching those whammies as well. Uh, Whoever has the most money in their bank gets to keep their cash and prizes and goes on to the bonus round. The bonus round is the second half of the game and that's the last half hour. It plays like a mix of press your luck that we've already established and a bit of deal or no deal because they do include friends and family now in the corner. Now, in each round, you have pass spins. You must play them before you end and make a decision. In round one, it's six presses. In round two, it's five presses. In round three, it's four presses. In round four, it's three presses. In round five, it's two chances. And then in round six, it's only one spin. But on that round, the big bucks is the big bucks bonanza because it's $100,000. This might... uh, after every round and you go through your pass spin, six, five, four, three, two, one, you must make a decision. Do you want to press your luck and go into round two, or do you want to stop and quit and take all the cash and money prizes you've won up to that point? If you hit a whammy, you lose everything and must restart again. But remember, everything in the front round is safe. 
And just like in classic press your luck, four whammies and the game ends and you walk away with no extra money. But there is an incentive. If you can get $500,000 or more at any point during the game, either it's your first spin of the round or the last spin, the game automatically ends and you win $1 million. This might be the, the part of the game where there might be a lot more people opinionated. Because there isn't so much strategy in this point in the game. There's no passing or presses. It's really just now, let's get to know the contestants. But it is a solo run of Press Your Luck that earns a huge chunk of change. If you consider how difficult it is to make the million dollars and focus on the bonus money and the personalized prices, which are all catered towards them based on what they wrote in their application, this bonus round is actually a very great addition to the show. Um, because you get to understand the contestants a bit more than just, here's so-and-so presser pass. Now we get to understand how much a trip to Paris means to them or what, what, why they would want this as their new car uh, when it's on the board. For the one that we saw in the sneak preview episode, uh, they just had a baby and they need some baby clothes and baby stuff and baby formulas. And that was such a great prize to offer in the round. However, this is the only however I have. My concern is the whammy on this stage in the game. Because we are talk talking larger figures and we're talking with prizes with some meaning, when a what happens when a, a contestant whammies out early and gets four whammies? And it would probably really bum out everyone in, in the audience. Also, how would the audience feel if a contestant went that dream vacation and there was such an attached story as to why it would mean so much to them, only to lose it to a whammy on the next spin? They have to take the spin and they hit the whammy. You just feel really bad. And that does happen time and time again in this final round it leaves a bit of a bad taste to your mouth to see a life-changing amount of money just go back to nothing and in here the whammy do i shall we skit it's not bad but i can see that occurring multiple times in this season i think this bonus round is not terrible and is actually faster than i expected but it does come across as just a tacked on segment on the show and some people would rather just have another slate of three contestants and repeat the process again but it wasn't as awful as the game show comedian let on i really love it i enjoy getting to know these contestants i enjoy the pressure these contestants are experiencing going through round after round and the prize is getting more lucrative and so does the cash i want to figure out like what would be my personalized prizes which i explained last week I love this show, and I can't wait to see more of this. If they bring it back, it might be a half hour and just keep it in the original game. Or if they keep doing summer fun and games the way it is, keep this bonus round. I love it, and this makes it seem so modern and hip, although I think they need some new way to win the million bucks or just flat out just say, after all six rounds, if you survived, we double your money or something. Because double your dollars in a spin is always a, a great reminder of what happened back in, in the old days of Press Your Luck. Uh, if it was me and I had some creative control, keep it the way it is with the main game in the bonus round. But now just make it five spins each round instead. No matter what, it's five. That way you have some jeopardy at every stage in the game. That means it's 30 at minimum. But not only that... When it gets to that final round, that $100,000 big bucks bonanza, 
you can get your half a million dollars if you hit the 100 grand five times. And not only that, one of those big buck spaces is the big bucks highest plus a spin, which means it can always be layered just a little bit more. You have to start spin collecting, which I also enjoy. Uh, if I had to give a letter grade, I give it a solid A. Solid A. That's the one of the highest grades I've given a game show currently. I love this. I can't wait to see how Card Sharks does to tonight. And I hope you guys tune in and let me know how you think of it. And please watch Press Your Luck. It also starts tonight as well. Uh, before we leave this show tonight, I want to give a big shout out to all of my friends over at BugCon. Over the weekend, uh, it was with Bugmane, Jack Allison, Hartzler, Kate Rafferty, Skeleton Blood, and they had the Blue Ribbon Podcast Awards. And I am pleased to tell you guys, uh, Game Shows, I suppose, won a podcast award. Uh, we are the recipient of the best game show podcast award, and I, I got to thank everyone on the voting committee for picking my show. It really means a lot. I've never really won anything before. And this is not, I'm not trying to do a bit here. Uh, so I'm really touched that a lot of people actually cared about me. Um, wish I could have been there. Uh, I had a whole lot of uh, upsets here. Um, a whole lot, a really rough Saturday to say the least also. But, you know, it all came through at the end. Had fun at Dave and Buster's with some friends relaxed watch some game shows and it's all better now thank you so much everybody for for thinking of me and thank you you the listener right now for listening to game shows i suppose i'll be back next wednesday for a brand new game show i suppose um until then let's give this game let's give this podcast a big smooch Mwah!